Hello everyone and welcome to episode 1, season 2 of the Lightbringers podcast. We have new art, we have new everything. Welcome, I hope you're very, very good. Also have an amazing seven guests. We'll be talking about Ender Dragons, it's the first season. We have amazing new art, they haven't even seen it as well. So it's going to be, it's, it's, it's going to be a surprise for everyone. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> it's going to be. Hello, everyone. Can, together as a hello. I don't know. Can you all say together? Hello. Hi. Are we allowed to? You can. Allowed You're allowed to, to now. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You're wrong. Hi. Oh, my God. It looks so good. Hi, everybody. It does. It does oh, look good. So good. Our art looks amazing, but you look even better. Oh, thanks. Link. I, I, yeah. I've been going out my... Yeah, Boots, you look really good bit. today. Yeah, I was going to say the same. Yeah, you look really good. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jeb, it's good to see you um, as well. Oh, I've seen you for a while, <laughs> like all of you. I'm just sitting here at like 20 to 12. Oh, God, where is everyone so I can set this up? <laughs> and I remember that everyone is very... Hey, um, I, need a, like, I need a shave. I haven't shaved since EOD got released and... I'm it's been so good that's why you haven't shaved exactly i haven't had time yeah. yeah i you know i too have been working on it and um i'm feeling pretty <laughs> oh, good about how yeah. the beard's going if as i stroke my my fake beard hair it's a go. witcher beard hairstyle very very nice yeah it we goes go. well with the that you could keep it there with your with your classic whatever <laughs> that is called i don't i don't know what we call that? I, yeah, I don't know. The, like the thoughtful finger gun. I'm not sure what's happening there, mm. but it is like that's my have, trademark now. You have to have dual gun. pistols. Just like an NG and a thief. Ooh. <laughs> Sorry if I'm distracted, everybody, but I am fishing. We're going right, to talk about fun. fishing. Um, I get, what we're going to do is today we're going to talk about what we're going to be talking about. We're back. It's been two weeks. I know you've missed us deeply and emotionally, and. You're so happy to see us, hear us as well on Spotify, uh, potentially in other places. But we've got lots to talk about. End of Dragons is here, released on 20th of February. Um, we're going to go through kind of launch day stuff. We're also going to go through the trailer, launch trailer. We're going to talk about how we got into the expansion, how that experience was, what launch day was just like, the feels around it. Uh, started End of Dragons, getting in there. We're going to talk about the first instance. We're also going to talk about the first map, um, as well as things like, you know, the general fun times we had in that map and whether or not we enjoyed it. And we're going to I talk about fishing. Fish. And, well, there will be blowfish, probably. Um, we're also going to talk about fishing. We're not going to talk about skiffs. I know people really like skiffs. You're messaging me. You're saying, yeah, bro, I think skiffs should have their own podcast. No. <laughs> they need to <laughs> and that's okay I actually got a message about I get messages about the podcast and like things we can discuss because I ask people and they and they, I get DMs and stuff on Facebook and other places like can you talk about like someone wanted to talk me to talk about the Bram fan fiction one day I like yes. over an entire show can like we I mean can we please because we I would read? Would. I, mean, I would please I beg of you I need this you you don't understand how many people apparently enjoy this um, we have a whole like episode on Snarl Goldclaw just like Snarl mm-hmm I mean, I'm there for that. I've got screen. I, I was. I think I spent the most time actually on that part of that map. So we can definitely talk about that. I've got some video footage as well. We can share. We're going to be sharing lots of footage as well. Oh, first of all, I want to say massive, massive, massive thank you to Gears to Gnomes who's live in the chat, who has just made all of this art as well. 
Just send it to me. It was like, Jebra, please. I want to do some art for the stuff. Here's some things. Here's some. Here's all your characters. So the characters you see on your screen are all our actual characters in the game. They're not just four random characters. And if you know my stream, which is, you know, you know that that little Asura is mine. So you know it's true. Um, I, picked, I yeah. picked one of my characters that seemed the most Lightbringer-y. Although, oh, I should have done uh, Mr. Fluffybottom. Yeah, we're not going back. <laughs> we're not going Dear, back. We got some revisions. Oh I mean, I was saying, I was saying before the cast that my favorite part about this is imagining Boots's character, who does look like so epic and so cool. And you're right, very light bringersy, just like very yeah. good there. Um, but you like come in and it's like super intense and epic, and you know, there's like light shining on the armor, gleaning, and you like take the helmet off, and it's just Boots under there. It's like, yes. and, hey, and I, I heard you say that. I heard you say that while we were waiting to get set up here, and I, I took it as yeah, it's very comical. It's great, great. But what do you mean by <laughs> just boots? <gasps> See, that's what I laughed at before because you <gasps> said just boots before pre-show, and I was like, I laughed, and no one else did. And I was like, oh, maybe that's like an American way of putting it, as in like that complimentary. Because in England, uh -huh. you took the absolute <laughs> Michael. So, like, <laughs> yeah, Mickey. Mickey. I just, you know, I just mean that, like, you know, in certain, okay, Boots 1, as we talked about at the start of stream, you do look, as always, beautiful, impeccable, radiant, um, gorgeous. So, again, it's not really just, like, a just Boots thing. It's just that, like, Wait. your energy is so relaxed. Mm -hmm. Oh, Crystal X Paladin says there's an event NPC named Boots in Saitung? Oh, cool. Really? What? No, I don't believe it. <laughs> Show me this. Whoa. Let's go find it right now, if that's the case. No, go find it. Okay. Um, but no, you know this is not this is not meant to diminish it. I just like the I like the thought of like epic fantasy hero who just looks like so over the top and is so stylized, contrasted with like your incredibly chill vibe and your just like personable self, and you're just like. Just so lovely and wonderful. I mean, you're the hero of my heart, Boots. Oh, but right. unexpected. <laughs> I, accept. Yes. I accept. I also wow. love that we're all three guardians guarding Jebros as Sarah. You're all three. You're all guardians, aren't you? Yeah, I'm the engineer. I, just, I made that little head cannon in my well head. Done. I was like, oh, we're protecting. We're protecting. While I'm holding the light. One. Yeah, there you go. It's so good. It's so good. I'm just like, ah. Yeah, it just looks amazing. Okay, right, we're going to talk about the podcast again. Oh, Mr. Bots. Yeah, that doesn't count. That's, well, we can, <laughs> call, we can call you, but we can call him Boots in our heads. Maybe, just maybe add a couple more O's and T's and it's there. <laughs> yeah, just one more O, actually. More T's. No, one more T, one more O. Anyway, sorry. Blah. Okay, so launch day. That was a day. First of all, Rook did a fantastic, amazing job of doing the reading as well again and like the work and the research and uh, what was that like because <laughs> i mean that's a lot just thinking about it in my brain which is small this week but yes yeah. about the sound you made yeah no honestly it was, was super, it super fun Exactly. It was. Um, I mean, it's. <laughs> it was funny because when I, when Arena at first approached me about it, I mean, one, it was just really exciting. I am so grateful to the opportunity to do it because, um, yeah, my gosh, I mean, like, it's just been it's been so fun to get to see the community and get to recap all this incredible story that's brought us here. Um, but when they did approach me and they said, "We want you to retell the entire story of Guild Wars 2, and I went, "Great!" And how long? And they went forty minutes, and I went, 
the whole all of it like do you you mean without living seasons though and they went no everything and i went <laughs> and living season one you want that one in there too by any chance and they were like yeah for everybody to all, all be on the same page and i was like great 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 i will do that uh, so many people have commented on the lack of air that it seems like i did not have enough air intake because i was talking so fast for so oh, long not not the lack of brown's mother oh i'm sorry no air was in there because she's very important and, and then beautiful. died uh, well, that was, you know, that was an important That's moment. the lack of air right there. Yeah. Um, but it was, like, very intense. Uh, my, like, script um, is literally I was timing each second or uh, each segment down to the second for that. And then for the pre-show, we got to add a new 20-minute section that was all Canton history. So, honestly, I thought that was incredible because I've had even more context now, um, knowing what I already knew about Cantha, but the amount of stuff that they directly touched on in the expansion that like literally draws straight from the lore and from like even the stuff that we recapped in that about Cantha, uh, it's unbelievable. Like the details are just through the roof in this expansion, um, even going all the way back to Guild Wars 1 and every zone has like these tiny little things to discover. So I was really glad I got to do it and uh, that is up on YouTube now. So if anybody wants to rewatch it, recap it or just get that Cantha segment, it's up on my channel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was lovely to watch. I was oh, in chat with everyone watching the pre-show, and I was like, oh my god, it's that Cantha section! This is new! And it was, <laughs> the editing was really, really solid. Okay, I, I agree. I'm sorry, I feel very silly, but I feel very self-conscious about it, but I really appreciate it. Well, because we're talking you. about you, and like, <laughs> yes. we're, we're trying to give you compliments, don't worry, I get it, but you're going to get more from us, so oh, you thank just have you. to put up with that. Um, <laughs> so... Sorry. Sorry, but not sorry. Um, yeah, you, you did a fantastic job. It was really, really good because we got to chill with our communities and watch it as well. We got to cheer you on from the background, which was really, really fun to do. I'm always happy to cheer people on as we all are. And then it was like the perfect build-up because then we had this awesome, awesome... Uh, it was pre-recorded, which, you know, I, think, I mean, actually, that was very different because normally we have them live, right? Um, I actually prefer... I, think, I actually think it was very good to do the pre-recorded live segment because i know because i feel like so if you don't know what i'm talking about <laughs> anyone right now that's probably likely but rook did a fantastic job for what seemed like a long time like compared to like then their pre-show which i think was about the same time so like rook was on the same time as all the devs that have been on previous showcases so it was about two hours in all wasn't it the pre-show there was an hour for you and there was an hour for devs Ruby was interviewing basically any dev that's pretty much been on any showcase leading up to Ender Dragons. And they basically packed it all into an hour. And it was well done. Now, I don't know if anyone remembers the um, lead up to Guild Wars 2 launching and the kind of video style that they used. It was the dev with like the kind of graphic behind them, the very, very cool, sketchy artwork. This is a really, really, this was really well done yeah. and a big return to the original kind of like Guild Wars 2 ethos and idea. Like I was getting Guild Wars 2 launch feels. I was like, I, that's I, a good parallel. I saw you. <laughs> I yeah, I, about right? That. Exactly. Like, Kriv, I saw you 
like nodding what would what were you nodding to specifically just like the whole format of like you know the devs behind a green screen and like the actual concept art splash art behind them mm-hmm. it was all like they were inside the art itself and they were a part of it it had a really nice touch to it and a, and a feel it was extremely stylized and felt like oh this is guild wars 2 so that, yeah as you said they kind of returned to that it's like yeah we're gonna we're gonna return back to the things that we were known for and like really made us a, an interesting entertainment section exactly yeah that's it and that's well that's the that's the feeling i got as well i don't know what rook and boots what did you think about that kind of different way of doing it like doing a pre-recorded kind of dev interview almost as a pre-show i was uh i was at work the whole day oh have you not even got to watch it what like that? just to watch it no, I was playing EOD instead. Oh, that's fair. I mean, that's, that's, that's fine. That's fine, I guess. I, I mean, I really liked it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, um, like you said, I think it was just, it was really nice. It was really polished. It did exactly what they wanted it to do. And you get that luxury from being able to script it and record it ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, although it wasn't, again, like there was anything so massively revolutionary during um, it, except for the launch trailer that we did get, which was unbelievable so good um it just felt like such a wholesome i don't know recounting of just getting us here and and where we are and the work that went into this expansion and the people and the faces that have been a part of it and i think that so many of us have even seen in game you know and constantly patching stuff or around on streams like they have they care so much about this expansion and you can just tell that um that like investment from the devs in what they've created and that love of what they're doing in this game. It's just so Mm. real. And that to me was like the most impactful part. I loved hearing them talk about it, but I just love seeing them, you know, and it was so polished. It was really well done. I mean, I, I I do follow a bunch of devs uh, for Guild Wars 2 on Twitter and I was Mm -hmm. able to like, I'm able to get that feeling off of them, obviously. Like they're so excited about the things they release. They're so excited about everything they've been doing. And you, I mean, for some of it, you get you get some interesting uh, lore tidbits in there too. Sometimes uh, I don't know if you guys uh, follow Connor yeah. on Twitter. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, but I don't think we're allowed to go into that just yet because we're only talking about the first map. Yeah, this. we're not talking about. It. Yeah, we've got like I think I, I think what I I want to hold like things on just because of people as well. Like, you know, getting there. I'm not sure how many, how far people have gotten the story and everything, so it's going to be interesting. Um, but yeah, I do want to quickly uh, remind everyone in chat, spoilers-wise, we are not talking about story past, like, getting into the first map and maybe fishing. So please, if you can, hold on to any spoilers. Also, there are people on the podcast Sorry, who have not... is fishing not... a spoiler? No, no, no. No. Well, fishing is... Fishing you get from the I'm story sorry. or you can get it from a vendor. Um, Everybody, we didn't want to spoil for you today that the real secret ending of Guild Wars 2 and End of Dragons is actually found and unlocked through fishing, but it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll probably yeah. skip straight to that today yes. and just it's talk just about that. It's just a fishing tournament. The fate of the world <laughs> hangs in the balance on how many I mean, salmon fishing, you catch. Fishing tournaments are important, so, you know. A real uh, secret ending. Oh, Kasuzev. Kasu in the chat, bring in the puns. <sighs> But yes, oh uh, we don't talk about endings. Also, there are people in the podcast who have not finished it yet as well. So I would appreciate if you please. I wonder who that no might be. No spoilers. <laughs> We're not telling anyone. Big fan. <laughs> Just kidding. Oh my God. 
Oh, why do I do this show? I should I actually I quit. This is the first one. This is the first episode. The first and last episode of season two. The library. I don't know what shamed me more. Kroof calling me out. <laughs> Kroof then telling me that they're a big fan of mine. Or Kroof then saying, just kidding to that. <laughs> so I feel like I've gotten a little bit of the just, oh, I thought just, just boots kidding. energy. <laughs> I thought the just kidding was because Kroof was saying sarcastically that you're oh. a big fan of the game even though you didn't yeah complete yeah the story that's that was the joke i see it, it was joko <laughs> okay thank you for explaining thank you thank mm. you we can <laughs> continue now a joke is 10 times funnier when you break it down mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. yeah when you keep talking about it and try and tell more people why it's funny especially mm -hmm. when you're the one who said it yeah it gets even more yeah. hilarious that's true thank you for yeah. breaking down the joke mechanics for me so that i mm. understand what just happened and i can respond more flexibly in the future okay i'm glad we're here um together um <laughs> my life um the first actually yeah let's talk we, rook mentioned the trailer right i think we should talk about the trailer i feel like that's a good intro into talking about the game generally as well also prepare yourself for a brand new screen just saying there's another one Ooh. we've got many Whee! so many screens there is there's another one look at it another one Ooh. i've got to adjust people's faces <laughs> the delay the delay, yeah, the, the, the excitement and joy. It might be a little bit off in places because I had to do this. Oh, God, I just moved it completely. Well, uh, no, it oh. looked really good until you started moving it. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> what happened there? I forgot to lock it. You know, you've yeah. got to do that. I, I'll be right back. Are you going to be right back? Oh, God. Oh, my God, we saw your wife. <laughs> ah, amazing. Um, the yes. dramatic reveal. The dramatic <laughs> Boots knows people. Oh, this does look nice. New screens. Yeah, what do we think, people in the chat as well? I love it. I'm mean, just before saying so the boots. Boots has probably seen the trailer, right? We can play the trailer, I guess. Oh, this is a spoiler, Jebro. I'm so paranoid about spoilers and releasing. It's into not. The world. You're good. This trailer is amazing. We should definitely put our eyeballs on it. Okay, we're gonna watch it. Boom. In hundreds of years, we have seen so much change. The Elder Dragon's lust for magic is unsustainable, bringing a new season of transformation and conflict. Mortals forge new powers greater than themselves. My only fear is the consequences such creations may bring. The future still has yet to be written. The time is running out. Ever take your place in Tyria's history? 
It's so good. It's I'm so back. good. Oh, come back. Have you, have you the seen trailer. the trailer, Boots? Oh, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, okay, good. Um, it's going to be repeating in the background as well, so if you didn't want to just remind yourself while, while it's going to So fun. about the trailer, I was like, I mean, I don't know much about, like, trailer releases and how they're supposed to be done and whether i was yeah. uh, it's a launch trailer right yeah. that's mm-hmm. the launch trailer yeah and that's the thing that happens a lot right where some a trailer for something is released at the launch date at not launch, before it. at launch or close mm-hmm. to yes yeah. okay all right it's okay. specific because you can have so we <laughs> had game feature trailers before and we've had like story trailers like games just do it differently they have like launch trailers sometimes launch trailers can be like months and months ahead like before as well it's really weird yeah, yeah. i don't know but guild wars 2 normally does like a launch trailer very close it's just the most it's the best trailer we've ever gotten for the game i think right absolutely oh yeah uh, yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's leagues by leagues clump <laughs> comes close ish to it i do like the half horns ad that was yeah. very good um with ritlock um and modrimov like you know like that was good but this this is a can you tell me why boots you, you think that specifically because it's fantastic <laughs> i mean what, but like why? A... What, what is it that is it like pacing is it graphics is it well, artwork? It's because usually when we have trailers uh they are most of the time they are featuring the in-game graphics fe- featuring the in-game engine and then they yes. they obviously you know have their own way of filming that mm-hmm. that only they have which is good and they have ways of like you know in some cases making the characters do things that you wouldn't be able to do normally um but that has its limitations right and this this is done by a professional studio i'm assuming yeah. that doesn't have those limitations and has a fantastic art style i think it's the, it's the same um studio that uh, did um arcane right it looks very similar. I've, I did get it those does. arcane feels. I haven't seen arcane, but I've seen like the promos for it, and it definitely was like, is this? Yeah, I mean, I don't know actually. That might be. I don't know if anyone in chat can mm-hmm. confirm, but that might actually be. Yeah, and even and even oh. the non-in-game uh, engine trailers we've had in the past were done in the old, you know, the old launch style, stylistic, artistic. Mm-hmm. Yeah um you know 2d graphics kind of um and those are great but there's just something you know this this kind of adds a cinema uh, yeah. cinematic quality to it mm-hmm. also adds sort of like a a more standard for the um for the industry kind of feel to it like something that that so showing that guild wars 2 kind of belongs with the big boys in the industry with it it's wider Um, appeal right is what you're kind of saying yeah yeah i mean obviously you'll still have those people going uh showing the picture here is the trailer and here's the in game and it doesn't match but (laughs) but but this is so far removed from it that people yeah. if they want to really do that then pe- if people are doing that now then they're just silly you know yeah, i think i think dumb. you know that it, yeah because we can just do so much and also you're dead you're dead on like the appeal that's the thing right because they this is the thing we talk about with marketing for guild wars 2 a lot and i think it actually starts with it does start over tra- trailer really like you say like the production level does that sends like an even an unconscious message message to people if your trailer's not great what's the game going to be like Like that's the first thing people are going to see and sure there are great games where the trailers aren't fantastic and people get that message 
But Guild Wars 2's message at the moment isn't really massively out there for many gamers to enjoy, as we were talking about pre-show as well, and we'll talk about, continue to talk about, as we hopefully watch these new changes emerge in terms of their marketing and reach to people outside. But this trailer and is absolutely diamond. Diamond, it's, you're it's right. fantastic. You're right. And, and the reason why I asked about whether or not launch day trailers or launch trailers are usually... Uh, put out at launch days because like in the back of my mind i'm always thinking that trailers should be released before the game to bring mm. hype towards the release let people know when to buy it rather than oh it's oh we i was supposed to buy it two days ago i only just saw this trailer um that yeah. kind of thing but, uh, but this makes me think that this trailer it, it, this trailer is so good that they're going to be using this trailer as much as possible in the future for promotion. And I have a feeling that it's going to be used specifically as like the main trailer for the steam release. If the steam release ever comes, you know, like, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, when you, when you go to the page of a, of a game, the store in steam, you have like trailers, different trailers. This will be the prime one probably. Yeah. I I mean, and for that, we've already seen this, which has been so exciting. I don't know if any of you have noticed this, it's been all over Twitch. I actually, I've seen this playing on mm. a ton of channels yeah. and specifically MMO channels. And it just makes me so happy to see it because I mean, like we were saying, there's a big separation here, but like specifically so almost every game has some kind of cinematic trailer that again, is not just in your in-game engine, but is like actually something that is more uh, animated, orchestrated. It's meant to give you in one very short swoop a huge amount of information about the vibe, the feel, the characters, the tone, right? Um, so, of course, pushing it further in that artistic way makes absolute sense for me. And the details in this, I mean, everything from the landscapes they realize, um, they even said it in this nighttime, which they've mentioned that they really, really love showing that about Kaining and like the way the lights and the jade looks, the characters, oh, yeah. the jade mechs, the technology, the two new classes, the new elite specs that are featured in it. Mm-hmm. Um it's honestly just so great because I think it gives you a lot in this one moment. And like we were saying, it is everywhere and it has been everywhere. And uh, I kind of had a moment too, Boots, where I was thinking, oh, I wish maybe this had been the first thing we'd seen or, you know, but at the same time, I do feel like it's doing so much work now. And like, given so many other things that we've seen or experienced in the expansion, even those other trailers, I keep going back and like watching them and really finding more and more in them. Um, but this was a huge step. And this is a mm-hmm. gorgeous little piece of a glimpse into Guild Wars 2 that I think many people are going to be taken in by. Agreed. And I, I'd just like to say also, uh, as a side note, they're showing the the nighttime in Kainang City. Uh, I. You know what I would appreciate if there was a shader, like a you know, I don't know, some sort of outsource shader that would make it so that nighttime is that dark in Kainang mm. City. Mm. You probably can mess around a little bit and like G shade and reshade and mm. increase the darkness a little bit. Yeah, you yeah, definitely yeah. could. I've made some of those filters, but I like this one when I compare it to the other CGI trailer that released during the first look. That one was not as marketable because it was extremely tailored to the story. So if you didn't really know the story, there wasn't much reason to engage with the trailer other than like a visual level. You're like, oh, it's pretty, it's cool. This one, it has fairly broad aspects within its narration about the story. So it gives you that. But 
it actually shows action. There's a decent action sequence. And we talk about how the graphics might not necessarily resemble the in-game graphics. But the action in this trailer does resemble the action that you have in Guild animations. Wars 2. Yeah. There is some animations. The mechanist one specifically is like yes. a, he does the point, he does the, sorry, they do the thing with the hand, like which is exactly what your engineer is doing on all animations it's like that and then the mechanism came down i connected with that as an engineer mm-hmm. i was like yes you bring that flipping mech down oh, my, almost first f first almost first swear of verse in the you gotta have a cupcake when it happens yeah i know i've got i've got reese's pieces and kit kat so uh-huh. sponsored <clears throat> not sponsored yet. i will say though if you don't know anything about the game about what a mechanism is and stuff like that there is uh you probably don't know that true. he's summoning a mech true, true, true. it just looks like another bad guy <laughs> but it's not it is nice to um it is nice to kind of have that i think as a player because i think you can you can always like you know throw to because trailers have to appeal to new players they have to play appeal to a new audience but i think mostly obviously they have to like appeal to a veteran your audience your core audience who are already there and also people who are coming back and they can be like oh that's cool but the the trailer itself, like I really like the art style. I like the fact that, like mm. Rook said, you know, you've got two elite specializations in there. You've got Mechanist, and you've got the Blade Sworn as well, who are two of the, you know, two of they've, they've got pretty big parts in Ender Dragons. I'm not going to say how much because spoilers. Um, but they really do show off the jade tech very well, like the whole theme of it, and especially at the end with the ominous eyes and mouth that you see um as well like the it just really really builds up and it's very very tiny area that this whole this this thing just kind of takes part in it's just so well done like it's it's just it's really really good and it was good Mm. to build up especially like ruby said like the gates of camphor are open and then they played the trailer and then you could pretty much then the then we were just waiting for the new login screen and then the new login Mm. screen came on it's just like i should have got video of it um, it's true. It really doesn't. Uh, it doesn't spoil anything at all of the story. Mm-mm. And the hype was so real. Like it was so real. I. It's one of those things where I've been. We've all been through a lot of MMO launches, right? And mm-hmm. I literally can't think of another one where we had a live stream event like this. They play this trailer. Ruby says the gates are open, and literally people right then, right there, live, real time, were like in the chat the stream had ended and they're still just typing in the chat like the new launcher is amazing i'm logging in right now oh i just got in i just got in and so much you have i mean the patch can take a million years for many games maintenance time it might have been down all night um when you actually are able to get in for many mmos the queue like oh my gosh i love 14 as well you all know this we but we just had for many reasons, but we just had one of the worst queue time launches we have ever yeah. had for Endwalker. Mm. And it was like, literally, I was having to log my partner in eight to 10 hours before what? they would be done yeah, with work yeah, yeah, yeah. just to hope that we could get them into the game and that they wouldn't get kicked and tossed out of queue and then have to do another eight to 10 hours. So the fact that everybody was there live in that moment, the servers went up and we all literally stepped into the game together. 
is such a huge feat that I think a lot of people won't even be thinking about with this release. But like, it's unheard of in most other games that you would literally be like, they're like, and now this minute it's open and you can go in and play it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's just so cool. Smooth as silk. It was smooth as silk. <laughs> I'm trying to see if I can find the... Uh... I just want to find over this. I'm going to show some footage from my gameplay specifically because you know that makes sense. And uh, we'll try and get some of yours in future actually, as we as we look at the different things we're kind of going into. And there is an there is an important conversation to have about why we think why? that it was easier for Guild Wars Two to have such a smooth launch. And I think it's a good and important conversation, but I don't want to have that right now. Um, <laughs> I'm going to continue with the hype and enjoyment because I think there's still, there's still a lot to say about that and the reasons behind that as well. Um, so we basically have... I'm restoring something so I can show you basically something oh. as well, video-wise, which is why I'm stalling a bit. Um, so we, we're in the gates. We've got the gates of camphor have opened. Ruby's like, yeah, go. Get in there, okay? Like Rook said, perfect. We got in pretty damn quickly. How easy... And I and this might be just because sometimes sometimes I'm a bit spacey, okay? Sometimes I'm a little bit like, what? Where do I go? Like, what do I do? You've got this hype. You've got this enjoyment. You get into Guild Wars 2. How do you get to End of Dragons? What was your first? What was the first thing you did? Like what? Because I can tell you what oh. I did. Because I didn't know where to go, how to start the expansion. I was like, "What am I doing? Like, where am I going right now?" Because I was, I was in the Eye of the North. I was at the port, like the portal for strikes at Eye of the North, and I was like. I can't remember how to start the expansion. Like, I can't remember how to start a new story. Like, I was just like, where do I go? And I was a little bit lost. But then I started to think, okay, well, what if a new player comes in? What if a person who just comes into Guild Wars 2, they want to start End of Dragons, how do they know what to do? How do they know where to go? And it was actually a really important experience to have because I feel like that was like a really big disconnect. And I'm not sure if it's because my client already knows i've been playing for so long so i maybe don't get a specific pop-up i didn't get i don't think i got a mail or anything i don't think i got anything i just got like i just went to go and start the normal story the way you do so that was a tiny bit of a like i feel like i'm being negative i'm not being negative (laughs) just fyi i'm just i think it's important to always think about new players especially when guild wars 2 is right now but like i just wonder how everyone's experience was like starting i was excited and i got there in the end and i didn't really care that much but i think it's still worth thinking about as well holding it in the background kind of i do not fault you it has been some time since we got another story release but with Living World, there usually is like a side little starburst pop-up that you have to click and it says you've unlocked the chapter. The difference with expansions, and particularly with expansions, it has been a four-year gap. So there is that like, oh, I haven't done this in four years. How do I, uh, I'm not seeing a pop-up or anything. Uh, And I guess, I think I also had like a brief like 30 seconds where I'm like, Uh... I'm not getting a mail. And so I think instinctively I just went to the journal tab because that's where story is located. So I just was like, oh, yeah, I guess I have to activate the story without getting a pop-up. And then everything, I got the mail, I got the the dialogue and everything. So I guess it was a little, there could have been a a slight um, 
moment of like, yeah. I forgot how to how to do this. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> actually, in in the chat, and as I remember watching some new people playing the game, and actually, interestingly enough, like during the Crown stream, which was really really good, I love those streams, and we're all there as well. There is a slight disconnect for many people who got sponsored to come in and join. I'm, I'm really trying to not make this sound negative. It's not negative. It's just a learning experience. Um, there was. Like, you saw big streamers trouble having trouble getting into this new content. And they were excited, like, good stuff. And they got there in the end. And I just wonder, you know, is that experience something we can we can maybe give feedback on to try and help and improve? And I don't know what the answer is. It's just a thing to, to think. We're talking about all experiences, but yeah. Brooke is burning to reply. <laughs> no, it's just, I mean, I, I do agree with you in a sense, right? I mean, it's easy for a lot of us to just be like, well, yeah, you just go look in your story journal. Like, you mm. know, you just go in there. I felt silly, honestly, on the Well, day. no, but I mean, it is one of those things where even thinking back as a new player, I had a lot of that experience too. I remember when I first got through the core game and then I was like, and what's next? And then I was looking and I found like a portal and then somebody yeah. said, that takes you to Heart of Thorns. And I was like, the expansion and you know it's one of those things where exactly that's it though that's exactly it, it is kind of hard to tell and the thing with guild wars 2 that i love is the fact that although it is a linear narrative again they allow you freedom to explore that um even more so having gone and i mean i'm still working on some of the return to achievements and i was blown away recently just by the fact that like here i am in this new expansion and i'm popping back to do this quest and i'm starting this and i'm doing this chapter and then i go back here and like so many things as you work through it it'll save your progress in certain stories and then like it is a system that is more flexible than any other, but Jeb, I do agree with you in that I think there's a way to create an interface that tells you that at some point, you know, like whether that's the first time you get through the core game and finish that last mission, something yeah. comes up and it says like, here's your story hub. It can be found in blank. And, mm -hmm. you know, you can start any of these chapters or uh, when we got in for the new expansion, it would have been nice because again, I knew where to go eventually, but I did have that moment too where I sat there like... And I was waiting for yeah. Arena to say something, and yeah, then like exactly. nothing happened, that was it. and I that went was exactly it. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I'll my go friend. To my, my friend uh, texted me. He so said, uh, I, "I so I bought the expansion, and I was gonna play last night, but then I don't know how to start it." Really? <laughs> yeah. Well, oh he, wow, he had, that's interesting. He hadn't, he hadn't played since I guess since Path of Fire, but like you know, oh three four God. years. Yeah. Thank you. That's a really really valuable bit of information. I I hope I know that devs watch this. So it, again, it's not about us like pointing out negative parts. It's about it's about those little things that are just so important and they can just put a little bit of like, oh, I kind of wish that was there um, mm -hmm. in your head. But there was many different moments which way outweigh that later on which which are good but that's really good information like new player people mentioning it, talking about their experiences in chat and then probably people listening at home thinking what the hell are you talking about jebra come on mate um but like you know that's okay i am who i am sometimes and, and that's pointing out that during path of fire and heart of thorns there might have actually been a, a an indicator above the map and i I kind of also remember that. Uh, so I think with the other expansions, there's usually like a, a, shaky a green little, thing. A, a shaky like dragon icon with like the Path of Fire text on right. it and you click it and it has like this really cool, like Path of Fire had like the red and the crystals jacking out. It's like, click on your like view journal. So I, I think that's maybe there, just something that was missed for End of Dragons. So that's there if you haven't bought it yet or bought, bought it yet. 
Um, I think also was when you but like, it was also it. when you bought it. So when during I'm during no, but I mean some for End of Dragon. I'm talking yeah, about yeah, 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 yeah. For it's End of there. Dragon, it's only there for when you haven't bought it to tell you to go to the store. Oh buy it. right, okay. So hmm, maybe it's maybe it's just like a. I could have sworn that when you load up the first time, and it'll also tell you. Yeah, no, yeah, I think even if even it has been in the past. Even if it is something where whenever you get content added, there was just that window. Like you said, we see that with like the living season stuff and things like that, like unlocked or this thing, you know, yes, having that little thing there that was like when you logged in and that had been added to your account and it was your first time starting the game since you got that, even just having that pop up and be like, you know, you've unlocked the new story chapter or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a tiny thing, but like you said, it is something where I think... um, to have that hype straight from the stream, you're like so excited, you log in, you go in, and then yes, for players who might not know what's happening, I could see how that could be a stumbling block. I mean, for me, myself playing, I figured it out quick and immediately jumped into it, and I think the rest of the story just speaks for itself. It's phenomenal. <laughs> like, yeah. it's so good. But you want to know very clearly how you are supposed to progress through at least that much, you know? Um, how you're supposed to get that open and and to feel that hype even when you log in and it's just like new expansion. Well, that's that's the login screen for me. Like, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, oh that login so screen good. is just so good. For a while, you know? And like if I'm moves, doing work on the side. The art moves as your cursor moves, like in the character select, but no mm-hmm. other launch screen ever did that. It was such a nice touch. So it is stunning. Sweeter. Yeah. The music to like you log in, you see this gorgeous backdrop. The music hits you. I mean, I think I just sat there staring at the screen, and like I had even glimpsed it in the preview, although we weren't allowed to share it at that point, which was agony. You knew? <laughs> yes, they should. You knew? <laughs> but we couldn't. We couldn't share anything. Um. Wow. So like. You know, it was just like we had just logged on, but um, I it was so gorgeous, and to actually just like be immersed in it is just. Oh, it's just so good. I was so ready for a new login screen. <laughs> I think we yeah, it's been a it's been a long time, right? End of dragons and you've still got the sandy kind of background and then we've been through like a, you know, ice brute saga and it's like ice is just different. There should have been a different background probably, and there should have been a theme change. Um there definitely was the again, you know, a little bit of yeah. a bring us into the current times kind of thing. Moves with your mouse. I'm, I'm doing it now. Oh, Boots is experimenting. Oh. oh, okay. I don't think I actually noticed. Yeah, I've got to go. I want to go do that as well. Um, okay, so the reason why I'm being a little bit slow in times and stuff at the moment is because I'm trying to bring something in. Uh, and I've had an experience because apparently Firefox doesn't want to work. Um <laughs> Good lord, um, I dislike you strongly. Okay, so logging. Sorry, what were you gonna say, Chris? And I oop. And you yep. oop. <laughs> That's all I wanted to say. Oh, perfect. <laughs> okay. Oh, there it is. Point so made. we all needed Point to made. hear. I'm very, very glad for you. Okay. <laughs> so we've gone. You've gone. You've clicked the story thingamajig. You're you're in there. You start talking to Gorik. You start talking to Timmy. Um, and they say, you know, you've got to go to this. I'm not going to say every detail of the story because I don't think it's important. I think we're going to talk, we're going to have a more of a specific story stream, I guess. Um, but basically, you end up in what's the first, what's the first map for the in terms of instance, other than Eye of the North? You're talking to Timmy and Gorik, and you go to see Anka. Wait, 
Mourners Pass. Is it Mourners Pass? Which was surprising to me. I was like, why are we going to Lornar's Pass? Oh, oh, that's the thing. I mean, did anyone think about the fact that, you know, what? how are we going to end up in Camphor? Like, how is this going to, like, because there was no, Mm -hmm. the only thing. I didn't think about that because we saw airships in, like, the, the yeah, well, I mean, the only reason we know we're going to Canfrey is because they told us. But unlike the trailer, <laughs> you say, I mean, you know, I mean, we don't know why. We didn't know, like, specifically. We did see, like, crashes and stuff, but I guess we didn't know how we ended up there, like, right? Like, because the Averblades went there, but how did we end up there? Um, I thought this whole instance was really good. Really good. Can does someone tell me, like, First of all, why do we end up going to meet Anka? Because I can't remember. Um, <laughs> like, I know she calls us. On a date. Yeah, uh, right. Right. That much. was the that basic might be part it. of it. That was basically it. Dragon. They need some dragon data. They need some dragon research because there are big, big dragons on Tyria. And yeah. it's not so great. So Anka's like, hey, Gorik. How you doing? I have some information for you. And Gorik is like, Ooh, hi, Anka. And they're like, let's go to Lornar's Pass. And so they go there, and um, things do, do not do turn out the way that it seems. Do you know what Gorg did to Anka in the past? Because, like, no. he, he keeps on referring to sorry for what I did, and then also sorry for not talking to you for 10 years. I think it's a reference to the fact that, so um, Anka and Gorg worked together at the Thaumanova Power Reactor, yeah. uh, which was, like, this big facility where they were researching, um, you know, the, the ley lines, draconic energy, right? But that blew up and, yeah. like, caused this huge thing. And we learned through some of, like, the additional stuff later that Anka was kind of, like, salvaged out of that by uh, the Aether Blades and Maitren, who also came through the facility um and like during all of that chaos got her out whereas i think gorik may have like when he left the facility right i think he just did not actually stay in touch with her or like try mm. to follow oh. up or find her after the explosion i think that's what they were that referencing was, was, I don't that know the inquest? was that the inquest who were doing that work because they were in the inquest together weren't they yeah. yeah yeah that's the inquest right okay. maybe gorik like escaped and like left her for dead Ooh, that ooh. I, I actually thought it was that's like what a, I, thought, yeah. I actually thought it was a relationship thing that they had had yeah. and the anchor kind of denied oh, yeah. him yeah. right like well, fully co- but, a... but that's it then isn't it like it, it, like like anchor like basically probably didn't carry on Maybe I don't know. I thought that's what all it, what it was, wasn't it? Oh, well, I got the sense that like Gorik didn't pick up on yeah. it or something, oh. and that like she it was like over his head, and she had been like you know oh. really really enamored of him and had really liked him, and then when all right. of this stuff happened, like obviously he and his brother left the inquest, um, and eventually started helping with the other stuff here with the dragons. But um, I think that because yes, he never went back to like try and follow up with her or like ever actually came through on those feelings. That's where I got the resentment feeling. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly. It. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Cool. Okay. Good <laughs> yeah, it was. That was. There was all this. This expansion had a, was a lot about relationships. Very much relationship yes. and based friendships, love, all the relationships, yeah. different ships, types yeah. as well, Man, and yeah, actual ships. ships. Yeah, mm-hmm. actual ships. And many ships online. Go to Twitter. It's a fun time. This is a super cool note from chat that has just been going by. Apparently, they added both Anka and Gorik to the Thaumanova power reactor in the fractal. That's such a cool detail. Wait, yeah. really? Oh, yeah, no they retroactively went back, and you can see like Anka and Gorik like like on the floor, like cowering, trying to tend to themselves. 
No way! I kind of want to go play that right now. Um, okay, so... Oh, I actually forgot about something as well. Oh, <gasps> Jabra, how dare so you? important. So important. Oh, before we even are. get to... Um, I really wanted to show it. Um, before we even get to go there, they showed the the little trailer that we saw before. Do you remember when I said they need yes. to play this trailer first before we mm-hmm. even get any go anywhere? Like the story thus far, they played the story thus far. And on my stream, I was literally like, I swear, I was like fist pumping the air. I was like, yes, thank you. Thank you so yeah, much. That is helpful. It was helpful. My, oh. my wife got back. She she got the expansion now too, and she's getting back into it. And nice. um, and she definitely appreciated the the sum up. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm and glad then, that was there for her. And she started and getting teary eyed when she opened up her mail and saw sixth birthday, seventh birthday, eighth no. birthday, ninth birthday, and she was like, "Oh, I've abandoned my poor character." <laughs> oh wow, that's cool. Like, oh, not that's cool, so sweet. Like, you know they felt bad but like you know but the fact that that information was there like probably really improved the game experience right yeah i mean i've even been able to tell people like um i have people asking me can i jump to the new stuff and it's funny because you know i always tell them if you care about story i mean it is a linear story so like you will need to play through the story if you want to really have that context but i've also been able to really freely say to people like you can go straight here it'll even give you this little story recap it'll even show you this little thing which is is it going to be everything and every detail you would need to know to fully get the breadth of End of Dragons? No. But, like, is it at least going to tell you what's happening so you know what's going on when you get in there? Yes, you're fine. You know, like, so I was really glad they did that too, Jeb. I thought it really um, creates something where I can tell people, like, hey, yeah, you can jump straight to this. You can get into it. And considering just how phenomenal this expansion has been, I mean, honestly, I feel pretty good about saying to people, like, go and play this one and then if you love it play everything else <laughs> like yeah. you know it's which is rare yeah. it's rare to be able to say that but it's the truth i mean i think it, the game is really just shining um even in this first instance that we were talking about it's so fun it's so dynamic i love the platforms i love the combat i love a ring flying through the sky i mean it's such an exciting way to start the x-pack yeah it's pretty cool oh thank you for that this, picture yes i will try this and see is that. really the hook that can get a lot of new players playing because uh, the story experience is just really great it's super detailed and very well executed and as rook you were saying it i've been also felt more comfortable saying like yeah it, this is a game where they are doing a good job at bringing people up to speed so I would recommend going in and playing it with everyone to experience that that culture as well and that community aspect because that's also something that can really make a player's experience with an MMO in particular because you might want to go and play these expansions but there might not be a lot of people in those maps or playing it so you might not really feel that sense of community uh, but when you're playing something more current, more modern you can be part of the active discussion and, and really kind of like find where you, where you enjoy the people and where you sit in the community so I would recommend it uh even if you are a newer player i will say that my favorite yes. part of the first um mission was being in the jail cell with Gorik. um and did you know that wait, 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 that's, wait you you're talking about like why you're talking about the past the instance you're talking about past the actual like main bits it's still you, the first like you're just like yeah we saw anka then we went to prison <laughs> like, yeah, yeah 
I mean, honestly, that's how you keep that's how you keep a recap spoiler free. I you mean, have no sense of, of anywhere. True. That's true. We can skip a ton of content. I mean, wait, can you hold on to that for for a bit? We'll Is that see. all right? Okay. I want to kind of, I want to kind of, I want to go into a little bit of an order. Um, and we don't have to talk about specifics about the instance leading up to that point. And it, it, that is a very good part of the, no, the Jabra, story as well. I want to talk about jumping to each individual platform and to really get into the minutia of the platforms going oh, on. That is a great word. Thank you for using that. Um, uh, <laughs> I haven't heard that word for a long time. Um, so it, the snippets, I appreciate it. So we had we had the update and the reminder, and as Boots said, you know, very important for their wife to like have that information to remember what the story was about, leading up to where we are now. And then, kind of, we talked to Time, we talked to Gorik. Um, awesome, good stuff. We go to Lawrence Pass, Anker, that in, then takes Gorik, and you let like you sit in there, and you're like, "What's going on?" I, you know, I mean, what do I do now? And then you and Orin go and try and rescue Gorik, right? Um, and you're in this place, and like Kruv said, do you want to tell us what what happens then? You're kind of sitting on, you've got these aether blades right everywhere. Like you're on a ship. Yes. You're like, what? What's happening then? What's going on? So you're in you're in the clouds. So if you have a fear of heights, I'm very sorry. Do not look over the edge. <laughs> but you're on a bunch of ships. Well, you're actually you're only on one ship because you can only be in one place at one time. But you eventually get to all the other ships. So you have to make your way through fighting, beating up a bunch of aether blades to hopefully find Gorik. I actually, to talk about a review, Aurene, I absolutely loved how they wrote Aurene in the very first instance. She felt like a character, and she had a really awesome moment of, she's in this place in this instance where she Calm wants down, to Rook. All right, I'm looking at you for I'm not. I'm I really feel like I need to. I'm, I'm not going to say calm down, but the reason I'm saying calm down is for audio peeps because Rick, Rick right now, I feel like is just going to burst either into song or into tears. So I'm not sure which one is going to be. I just same time. Well, that's cool. Both. I mean, yeah, you can do it. You it's can do both. Just that I know exactly the moment Kroof's about to say, and I loved it. And you were so right. Go, go, go. Oh, no, I don't want to mess it up. No, but no. I love <laughs> I messed up by interrupting. Go you on. make your way through the Aether Blades, and there's a, a moment where Orin is, I think, written, like, really powerfully and humorously, but also has an edge to her. She, like, zooms into a ship, and the dialogue is like, get your dragon in order. And Orin's like, they think I'm your pet. And it's just like, she has this great character moment that I really appreciated. So you can make your way through the Aether Blades, and Orin helps you along the way. It's a great instance. It is. It's so. It's like. It's dynamic. It's action packed. Again, it's so funny because games will tackle story in so many different ways, but Guild Wars Two has never wanted to just make you sit down and have story time, right? And I love story time. Don't get me wrong. There are moments where we get really great cinematics. We get these really beautiful things, and I love just having a good experience. But there is something to be said as well about like literally being an active part of the story as it happens with you and around you. And this is such an exceptional example of that because, I mean, it is one very clear, you know, where you generally like need to go and what you need to do, which sometimes when they've tried to play around with a lot of the platforms and things like that, it can get a little confusing in previous story instances. And this one has some flexibility where it's like, yes, I could see people getting turned around a little bit. But generally, the platforms visually have a good flow to them. The ships you're moving to, you have an idea. It's like 
it is a progression that makes sense. And as you go, those dialogue moments, even the the dialogue with Gorik and all this other stuff, like <laughs> you have Gorik who's telling you in like the same moment, like, you know, um, you get there when you find him on the ship and he's singing like a songbird. He's just like, I'll tell you anything. I'll tell you anything you want to know. And then when you free him, he's like, I refuse to give up a single thing. <laughs> It's like, yeah. it's all these little tiny moments that as you go through it, and probably even as you replay it, um, they are just so fantastic to witness. And it is being a living part of the story as it happens um, in a way that, again, just like, doesn't it? It's, it's just not quite the same in other games. And Guild Wars 2 really knocked out of the park with this one. It felt so exciting. It felt so dynamic. And gosh, yeah, yeah. seeing Irene just fly around the field, it's stunning. And talking mm-hmm. as well. I had many taking down those ships. Yeah, that was cool. I, I was the reason I was laughing when you were saying talking about the platforms and like it was you were really falling good. down so many like, times. As, it was yeah, hilarious. Literally, as you were saying it, like I had failed like three times in a row <laughs> to get to one platform, and I couldn't. Yeah. I was just doing it too early. I was just too excited to get through. But I actually had, like, the whole thing was great. There were these platforms that, that it's on the screen right now. If you're listening audibly, you can check out the VOD as well if you want. But there was these little platforms that would hover as well between each one. And actually, funny enough, late, in later maps in the game, you get to kind of experience these again, which is really, really awesome. Um, and, you know, pick up these cannons. But, like, just looking back at it, like, thinking, damn, we're, like, literally flying through the mists on ships, mm-hmm. jumping from platform to platform, ship to ship. And, you know, Gorik, actually, you know, as you said as well, Gorik was just so... Gorik was great in this. I feel, feel like he was he was hilarious, but not obviously so in so many parts of, of the story everywhere. He wasn't, like, intentionally joking. You were just laughing kind of at slash with him. And <laughs> just because he's ridiculous. Um, but yeah, the instance was fun. Like, the controls were good. I, I did experience, unfortunately, myself, I did have some bugs. Launch day. Mm. Um, launch day stuff. Uh, also, I got a little bit happy with the control, you know, your special action, and I ended up on the boat with Trin um, as they were mm. as they were talking to me of where I was supposed to be on another ship. I'd actually already been... I was like, yeah, I've got you, Trin. I am, I've already got Gorik back. We're not even going to Camford, you know? <laughs> it's, we don't even need to go there anymore because I've already got Gorik. The whole game is just messed up. So oh, yeah, <laughs> It was pretty funny. Um, oh, why is there an ad? because I was on, on Chrome. I'll bring us back in a sec. Um, but <laughs> free advertising, that's what it's about. It was really, really good. Anything, anything like Boots, how did you how did you feel about it? I'm not sure if I interrupted anyone's point there. Sorry if I did. I don't think oh, are we talking about the... Uh, it's the instance. I mean, I, I mean we're, leaving, we're leading towards the prison. We're leaning there. Oh, so the we, prison. Oh, we're what, talking about the prison. Well, now. what happened was... was <laughs> okay, well, what happened was... <laughs> We got to my train ship, um, like, or just before, and then unfortunately, we all crashed. Like, everything happens. Everyone's like, woo, all mm-hmm. the things. And then I don't want to go into too much detail. And I'm then there's paranoid. a cute little uh, cutscene where you're on the beach. Yes. And, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. That was nice, too. A little, little Path of Exile kind of situation. It was really nice. I like that. And then uh, oh, yeah, what's Rama comes up to you. Big, uh, big-hatted man comes up to you. And... Amazing. <laughs> I really real... liked that moment because it was one of those it was one of the rare moments in this game where i went oh other than those old cutscenes where you know it was like standing in front of the screen talking talking mm-hmm. to each other um 
there are very few select instances where they actually put our character model into like a uh, cinematic style, you know, scene. And yeah. so to actually see ourselves there, to see ourselves on the beach and like on the island, I was like, this is, I'm so pumped about this. I really hope we get more like this, you know? There were so many new storytelling methods they used in this story. And all of them worked for me. <laughs> They're all really well done. Um, but yeah, and then you get you get thrown into jail, and you wake up nine days later. Um, and uh, Gorik apparently is ready to stab someone. Um, <laughs> good. So good. He's so prison good. hit Gorik hard. Gorik wasn't ready. Yeah, but what I really like about that, so there's items around you. And you can escape. You can escape the jail on your own if you do like a series of things. You can get out of the jail before anybody comes to get you. And um, but uh, honestly, it's probably just best just to listen to Gork the whole time. That's what I did. It was funny the first time I was like going around and I, uh, you know, kind of like looked at something I couldn't really see, and I was like, oh, that's kind of funny. It's a little thing about the bench and stuff. And then I realized that he was just going. And going. And and I just stopped everything else that I was doing and just turned around and was just listening. I was like, oh my gosh, he's still talking. Yep. <laughs> he still has lot. dialogue. The first the first time I did the instance, I was like, I, I don't I think I was like first person view on my camera, so I don't think I actually saw any of the items you could pick up. So all I saw was Gork in front of me and he was talking the whole time and I was like Am I supposed to like approach him and slap him, or <laughs> do I have to interrupt him? And then, and then, yeah. But then, uh, but then, the second time I played through it, I was like, "Wait a second, there's items here. I'm gonna do this." <laughs> and yeah, uh, but I regretted it because I wanted to hear him again. I wanted to hear him all the way oh, through. You can always yeah. go back. Yeah, I did. I waited the whole time. I was there with him. I was just like, because I, I was thinking what is happening. Because it felt quite long at first, but I was enjoying it. And I was just, I think I was just like, expansion, I need to go now and see Kemba. I was like, dude, please let me through. It's going to be fine in the end. I really love it because one of the things that I've seen the devs talking about in regards to goals for writing, um, yeah. which actually might be something that we we even would want to do, try to compile all the tweets and things that we can find of devs or, you know, moments of them talking about this Would expansion because there's been some yeah. great info. Um, one of them was that one of their goals was that they were really trying to create a, a like living moment, a life for these NPCs, even when they weren't on screen. And so like you see these incredible throughputs of character beats, like if you sit there and listen to all of Gorik in this moment, you will get the foundations of all these like ideas in his head that he then talks about throughout the rest of the story. These little things where, you know, you see him like, oh no, we're imprisoned and everything's been so terrible and I don't even know what I'm going to do. What do I do in prison? Oh, well, I've always been weak. I have to get strong. I must get stronger. And like, you see all this stuff where he's stab like, someone. I'm going to have to stab someone. You see him like because of the different things that he's done. And I mean, even being a part of Thamanova, even being a part of all these other, you know, moments where I think he was a researcher and, you know, he's always believed in the power of the mind, but he's realizing that this is a world in which the power of force or the power of, you know, the body or like strength and in martial prowess um, oftentimes 
put him at the mercy of you know other forces because he lacks that or has lacked that and so if you listen to him the whole time you get that inner monologue from him where he's almost reconciling this and deciding that he's going to go this other direction in a way and then if you're going through the metas and all this other stuff later with him you'll hear him reiterate again like you know these different things about how he's trying to become strong and powerful so like all these characters have this really rich life and Gorik just he really shown this expansion in a way that like we've had hints of in the past, but it just didn't feel like they'd fully committed as much as they did in this one. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. He felt very side character, right? When he pulled yeah. the, um, I got to find the biggest person in this place and stab him. <laughs> I, when he pulled that out, of the, I, I oh was on, God. I was on my guardian at the time. It was the first playthrough, oh, no. and I was like, wait a second, That's me. I'm, <laughs> the big, I'm the biggest guy. Here. <laughs> there are no Norn here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rick, what are you saying? I completely forgot about my Asura and put on my shrinking tonic. To <laughs> Looks like you're just gonna have to shank yourself. <laughs> Shank yourself. Oh my god, I completely forgot that's the first. I can't believe this. You're so right about that. You'll play a character on the... I'm just playing it back now on the stream because I was. I wanted to show it. But like being on the beach as well, like that, you're right. Like just laying down the beach just there. Um, and that, that artwork as well for that instance in the prison is perfect. Just Gorik just standing there. <laughs> and just like, yep, that makes sense. It was it was kind of mostly about Gorik. And you're you're just kind of being repaired basically aren't you because you were just completely ruined you weren't you weren't completely dead but you were close hey, to being I'm dead i in chat and how's it going Tom? oh hello oh my gosh hello um <laughs> oh. thank you Chris. hello there <laughs> and there's so there's so many little things also that they did so properly like when you get out and the person comes up to you to to bring you out before he introduces who he is before he says his name the character says big hatted man like yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. above his head and the npc says big hatted man and then it changes to detective ramas and as he says one of my favorite memes that has come out of the expansion i love it i immediately retweeted it is the um it's these three images and what the first one has right. jory and it says she her yeah. and then the second one has yao and it says they them and then the last one is detective rama and it says big hat (laughs) like i just love it rama is another character from this expansion that from that introduction like you said even the way that they classify him to like how you learn about him and like later if you do a bunch of other stuff with him which we'll get into with like collections and there's even like optional dialogue with him in kining where you can learn more about his history with the city and like all this stuff where like when you first meet him in this jail cell there's that like detective of mystery, you know, walking the the rough streets kind of feel to him. Yeah. But there's so much nuance to him. And like even the way that he interacts as you're walking, he talks to you, he talks to the other people that work in the office with him. Like he just has this great personality yeah. that's so clear from the start. He has a lot of dimension. And as you said, even in this very first instance where you have that like, okay, so he's someone of uh, of power, someone who has a little bit of authority in this circumstance, especially us as prisoners. And then we have that discussion, we go into the office, and then you see more of his relationship with Akane, the intern. And while mm-hmm, he has right. that kind of like edge to him and like, you know, he's he's someone to not really mess around with. He is kind of like a chill boss almost. He's like, hey, Akane. And Akane's like, I love an unpaid internship. <laughs> it's just like a really fun... <laughs> 
interaction between the two characters, of course, we didn't have that, like, us as the commander, we don't have that history, so we're kind of, like, on the outside looking in, like, okay, we're in this situation, are we going to get let free, how's it going to work, and it's like, oh, that's a fun little bit going on. So I really, I appreciated that quite a bit. Akane has strong April Ludgate vibes. Yes, I was about I to say that. <laughs> so much. Yeah, or uh, I forget the the character in uh, my crazy ex girlfriend. Uh, there's, yeah, there's another one just like that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I want to say yeah, Rama is is very well written as like i want to say he's going to be my new i feel like kanak is is kind of getting written out a little bit i feel like kanak yeah. is uh, i know i'm sorry it's to a say. new generation right you know that was the half yeah, horns generation freshness. path of fire and and rama is fresh and camphor needs to be represented for sure yeah yeah Ram, rama sense. is my new uh, is Partners. my new kanak and okay. also i feel like what you were talking about big hat or cool hat i feel like that is is very true for a lot of the guild wars 2 player base now that it's rama has awakened a new sexual preference in them and it's yes. <laughs> person with big hat it's <laughs> like oh my gosh what a, what a large brim <laughs> oh my gosh i mean it's so good because i mean let's just be real here and this is something we'll talk about more as we actually get into the zone the influences in this expansion um are just phenomenally on point the um cultural inspiration the representation of a diverse region um large i mean like massively encompassing region we hear so much east asian or asian inspired i would very much caution people away from i've seen a lot of it's so weird people like talk about like oh it's all oriental and like all these kinds of terms and these tossaways um which in some places you may still use more freely than others but um especially now as we discuss a lot of things culturally on a large scale in our communities about this expansion um remembering that east asian cultures encompass a massive range of people, so many different groups. And um, even when I was participating in the preview for the, the expansion, the devs were saying a lot, like none of these particular cultures that, you know, even in their game, the fantasy cultures that they're representing are a monolith. And there was this discussion about the fact that nothing is just, you know, this one thing that's this vague generic thing. We're trying very much to depict things well. So all of that to say, I think there's a beautiful job in the way that they drew this inspiration source rama's outfit is gorgeous because like many other areas and and um characters that we see in this expansion they're direct cultural influences to that style of hat uh, we were even talking when we were uh getting like really excited about harbinger the hat they use there and its inspiration and draw from korea and yet it is used in tandem with a character that has um, this like noir sort of detective feel to him, which was oftentimes very much characterized by like the fedora and these other hats. So like, again, it's just, I love it. I love it because the the craft and care that has gone into this expansion is like apparent from the moment you are in that cell, you step into his office. I spent a good five minutes just looking around at the characters, looking at the textures on the walls, the inspiration, the architecture. I mean, it's like, it is a feast, but in a way that isn't just like everything is mashed potatoes. It's like in a way that every single piece of food has been so carefully prepared with really, really thoughtful ingredients. If but I like mashed potatoes. I love mashed potatoes too, don't get me wrong. I've had <laughs> mashed potatoes for a long time, actually, thanks. So this, where you are right now, Chebro, in the story, I had a really hard time right here 
because okay. I walked out onto this balcony. Yeah. And I could not. We've drawn like, I mean, I knew I had to listen to the talking. I knew I had to concentrate on what everybody was saying because it's part of the story. But I just, I couldn't. I had to look around and it, is, it was very well for me. i mean this is a good thing to see because this is actually one of the best parts of the expansion oh. <laughs> <laughs> i'm not gonna lie i i love this like it was very good we're gonna we're gonna get there and as it as it comes up we'll we'll talk about it you are but like as boots says is it you want to look around right you do because you're literally on this amazing kind of balcony you've got camphor i when i say best parts of the expansion you know you know what i mean wait are you saying are you, are you talking about me Obi? i i loved everything wow. there was I a good I, moment wow. you, like we're still waiting to get there you you will know what i mean shortly when i say best well, bits of the expansion it's because best intro then what do you want me to say like it's very good <laughs> it was good in terms of feels like it was like up there for like guild wars 2 history and Guild Wars history as well. Um, why is it taking so long to get there? Actually, maybe I missed it. You passed it. Did I miss it? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I didn't pass uh, it. Oh, damn. The, the, all right, Are we fine. talking about the fun okay. camera thing? Yeah, we're talking happened? about the fun camera thing. Did we go past it? Oh, my Much bad. Past yeah. It, yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Where is it? Uh, it's it's like right when you first get onto the balcony. Okay, it's all like, right. Yeah, you're walking. You see the Jay Gollum. Also, I could not help but stop and look at the Tengu. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's true. They they put they intentionally put like three variations of Tengu, and I was like, oh, I can actually see them in game, and I have to just watch <laughs> no. them on stream and see the detail. Oh my god, the white fluffy Tengu! I love the white <gasps> fluffy Tengu with the little tiny hat. It's the cutest best thing that has ever happened in Guild Wars Two. Tengu with hats. We Tengu have with hats. A new level. <laughs> I just like. Yes, I agree with you, Kroof. Absolutely, every Tengu was a joy. And in my playthrough, it was like any time a new variation of Tengu appeared or Tengu plus hat combo appeared, it was over. Like the story was happening. I was off somewhere just staring at the Tengu, zooming into first person cam, just like hanging out. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're so good. I do have many pictures of the Tengu. This is true. <laughs> the different, I think every different one. I am awful in expansions when it comes to new when it comes to new stuff in any get like story the people will tell you last night while i was trying to finish the story there's these epic moments happening i'm taking a screenshot die and losing achievement and i'm just like i don't care the screenshot is more important and like it's just trying to get screenshots i i feel you i think this is the moment actually i think this is this the moment here in the footage Uh, if you can see Okay, so well, you, walk, you have to walk around the, the corner. I want to. Yeah, I yeah. want to have the audio for when when this happens. Um, but yes, the Tengu as well. It it really is like, and Rama is like, it just leads you up. Like if you don't know what we're talking about, because it's, it's audio peeps. We're talking about Detective Rama. Rama is leading you to the balcony, which is the first time you really see Camphor. You kind of get intoxicated by it because the prison isn't probably a really good indication of what Camphor's <laughs> like. Um, it's a nice little prison, mind it you. Is, it is actually a beautiful prison. If I was going to go to prison, that would probably be the prison I would go to. Um, oh, here we go. We're here. <gasps> oh my god! Welcome to Camphor. Oh my god, they did so good! That is so good. Well done. I did. It's it got so it. It got perfect. me. Mm-hmm. Nice. And you got the little. That was cool. Uh, cherry blossom petals floating down. Mm-hmm. See, you got me as well. Like you know, it was. I was like, <laughs> that was a good reaction actually. 
Um, when I saw Arena Net presents, it was over for me. I was like, oh, this is this is the expansion. So the Arena Net presents logo, the, the cherry blossoms are added to the to the scene, right? Like it's added as a layer on top, just like the. I think it's Dragons part logo. of the. I think it's part of the. Oh yeah, you're scene. right. Okay, because yeah. I didn't see them before, but now I see them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's, yeah, it's definitely are. that. Yeah. It, it, I don't remember them doing. I mean, they didn't have the opportunity with Half Fawns to do that part. Um, maybe they did it with Path of Fire because no. we're kind of, they didn't. Maybe no. This maybe is the first time they've done something it which is a so bit more of like different. a yeah. solid opener with a title sequence and it's like, oh, oh, this feels like the great layout. Great layout. It was weird, think... wasn't it? Like, really, like, how they just completely... Not weird, but, like, in a good way. But, like, they just completely were like, you know what? You yeah. going back to camphor? Let's go ham. Let's go it's absolutely like breaking ham. the fourth wall. It, it's, yeah. in a way, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. taking you out of the world for a moment, but not in a dull way. It's like, oh, like, we have a splash screen. And, oh, yeah. They kind of did something with, like this with Heart of Thorns where they played the cinematic trailer, mm. but they didn't play the entire thing. It was just like the Mordrum kind of awakening. But we'd already seen that. Have we already thing. seen that? Yeah, we already, we already saw this. So it was a little so. bit different, yeah. but that's the only thing I could think of that kind of mimics this. Nice. I loved this. I mean, the thing is with those kind of title reveals or title drop lines, right? is that it is a almost like a declaration. It's a punctuation. And it sort of separates what has happened before and what is about to come. And so, like, we had one, just this incredible, right off the bat, like, action-packed sequence, this great, witty writing with, uh, yes, as Tom pointed out, the incredible voice acting performances, which, again, I think were the best they've ever been in this expansion. We had such a phenomenal voice acting cast. It's incredible. Um, and then, you know, it's like, this place, this location, and the environments that they have created this expansion are on a level I have not witnessed in another MMO. Guild Wars 2's environments in general already were that, but they have taken it to an entirely different level yeah. where I just can't even comprehend some of the things that these maps encompass and the just the details in them. And to return to this place that, again, um, is so crucial to the past, but that is kicking us off to a new future of Guild Wars 2, it really did feel like this was a statement, you know? Um, yeah. We have worked on this. We have come through a lot in this game. We have a history of 10-plus years with this story going back even further to Guild Wars 1, and we are ready for what's next. And I... I get chills just thinking about it. You know yeah, what I no, mean? When, I when it came chills. up on the screen for me, I thought it too. I thought that, wow, this is a statement. This is, this is, they're saying something here. This is not, not first of all, this story is going to be interesting because it's titled End of Dragons. It's a culmination of everything that's come before. Um, but then at the back of my head, I was like, I hope that it's good because if you try to make a statement like that with this and then it's wait, not what? that good, then it's just like, oh, okay. Did you right. just say, wait, what You're did you You're always battling but then, two demons. So, but the I, will say now, I will say now, I will say now, after the, having played the, the entire really story, good. Okay, right, right, right. Yeah. after having played the entire story, I will now say End of Dragons is the best story we have gotten in Guild Wars 2 by far. It is... So good <laughs> compared okay. to compared to any MMO, I'd say, that I've ever played. Yeah, and we saw the start of this. You know, it's something that I've I've been honestly advocating for a lot because um 
I mean, Guild Wars 2 out of any of the MMOs that I think I play, I have seen the most development growth change. And as we've talked about on the podcast, there are times where like sometimes there's a little bit of a miss with some type of new content thing. Sometimes there's been maybe a little bit of obscurity with communication um, for many reasons beyond anything that the developers themselves, you know what I mean? Like there's so many, so many things that go into this kind of game. Um, But there are reasons we all fell in love with this game (laughs) you know what i mean there Mm. are traits and qualities that guild wars 2 has had and continue to develop and increase over the years that are so unique in this space and so incredibly worth experiencing and when we hit living season four i just started noticing i was like if they let this team run, it's going to be incredible. They are going to take off and fly. If they let them do this. Yeah. Like it just, the cinematics were of a whole new level there. The story and the way they were building that momentum, the characterization of Wareen in that season. Again, I loved the entire thing with her facing her own mortality, like her mother had before her. Like, Oh, it's just so good. And you know, it's one of those things where those little nuggets I just wanted to see them polished and shine and end of dragons. It's like they had the time, the resources, the team, and they just, that is like, I just wanted to yell the whole time. That's what I knew was here. You know what I mean? Like as far as story goes, like, um, because it's just incredible to see what this team can do, uh, releasing like this. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just beautiful. And what an X back to hit that stride with the the end of a 10-year storyline like if this was the moment to do it th- this was the moment to do it hey, hey so. Kruf, we're, we're only talking about the first map here wow <laughs> i wonder who might have introduced it was it was maybe it was maybe boots yeah we can thank well, you Kruf. Kruf, continue your thought end. no you did it you did it you're fine <laughs> oh my god I, I ran off I had, to, I had to um, the building work is almost completed and there's just oh sometimes really noise. finally yeah it's been three years nice. so <laughs> no, it's you know the cycle fault. truly is reborn and <laughs> really yeah it really is <laughs> but i'm actually getting yeah. to probably move out in august which is fun jebro presents <laughs> <laughs> a new apartment uh, yeah a new one um okay i'm gonna bring this back a little bit yes uh and i'm excited that you're all overjoyed at the the story and everything i couldn't agree more but before we get to talking about specifics and stories we're in the first map uh which is a beautiful map beautiful map indeed and the first thing What's you do actually them? beautiful clothes beautiful clothes <laughs> Xinjie Island. Oh, well, Xing, I can't say the word. Xinjie or Province. Province. Tung Province. That's the one. I can't say. I'm People my in the voice. Xinjie. I I have to learn province because I always just want to say harbor because I'm so used um, to saying Seitung mm-hmm. Harbor. Right, right, right. Same thing. Um, just think of it as Canada instead of Kanta, and then <laughs> province. Canada. Hey, I guess. I'd rather go to Kanta. I I guess like, Canada's nice, but like. <laughs> Wow. Okay. I I mean I I wrote in the document the name as well. I don't know why I can't say it. Um I just feel bad because I'm not saying it right. Um I like I I Canada people, I love your your country as well. I will go to you sure one you day. Do. I love will, I'm sorry. Syrup. I love will. Syrup. Wow. I really love I really love um boots that came came out from Canada. That was great. Great job, Canada. You made something really great. Really love it. Really love boots. <laughs> And uh, also, <laughs> when you finish this, you got to you saw your mastery go up. I checked my mastery and it went up. And you got fishing. Where you did, you did get access to fishing before you actually got access to it through the story, which is where you 
You learn how to fish. You could actually just buy a fishing rod right there, which is what I did because I didn't realize you unlocked it. <laughs> you oh, you technically unlocked it during the story. Yeah, you can actually just buy oh. a fishing rod. Yeah. Oh. So like you just open up Guild Wars 2 and you have fishing unlocked? No, well, if you have a look, like this it gives you the first mastery line as you no, get yeah, and into it gives you I think it like, also gives you the fishing pole. It gives I don't you think it gives well no, it gives it to you in the story like later. But you can actually buy a fishing pole from a vendor. Ooh, are there like better yeah. fishing yeah. poles called like the Real Master three thousand or stuff like there's that? There's a skin. <laughs> there's a skin you can get from one of the hard oh, vendors. Skin? Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. This is the way they can introduce underwater weapons to the above ground. Because we can have a harpoon gun. Yeah, there you go. As a fishing. <laughs> I mean... Bridens are just kind of fancy spears, if you think about it. Kasu clarifies in the chat that you get a fishing rod at the end of the instance. Tooltip says it was Rama's, and it was in your belongings. Oh, what, oh. on this instance? Yeah, I thought that was, was the like... next one. When you're with no. Farin, when you learn to fish. That's the first time in the story that, like, they directly huh. force you to engage with fishing, but I'm, I was like, oh. I thought I fished immediately after. Actually, mm. yes, I, you're right, because I bought one and then realized I already had one. Wow. Yeah, why did Rama leave his fishing rod in her, so I was wrong. In her belongings? I don't know Rama's... if it was Rama's, but I think the tooltip is like, there's a fishing rod and no one knows who it, whose it was. Rama's fine if you take it. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Mm. Okay. Um... I will point out that in the mastery line for fishing, uh, there is a one of the f masteries is called Master Caster. Um, and I think they put that there just to remind you that they understand that you can make puns with master, but decided not to do a certain other pun. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, Boots, this is the kind of top quality podcast content. I mean, no, but this is I like, this is like tip of, like the, not even the like deep into the iceberg level of like narrative thinking and like deep deep analysis that mm -hmm. I truly appreciate. No, I agree. Um, I mean, here's the thing: many of us will probably have gotten to roughly this point in the story, and then for the next two days roughly i would say done nothing else except for fish that part so i did the story but <laughs> i was close wow, Jebra. i fished on the way wow I want to um, fishing is super oh. fun no i was gonna say fishing super fun did we talk about it i mean like, like we've got yeah. a fishing rod right but was that the first thing you did or all right the first thing i did i will talk about the first thing i did i leveled my um i leveled my specialization up to full and because I wanted that armor piece and I wanted the weapon because I was like, I'm a mechanist. I want to see the figs. And I was like, Literally I got day, super hyped. When we got into your hour segment, you're like, look at, look at the armor. Look at the mace. What is the mace? And we're like, it's a fist, Jebra. He's like, what is the mace? And we're like, it's a fist, Jebra. Yeah, it <laughs> is a fist. So, it's so good. Look, like, look, look here. Look at look. Look at my face. Yeah. I wonder if I can get the audio when I'm like talking about it. Absolutely. I'm sorry. It's we do so need to take good. a second because you both were like, oh, great job, Brooke, with the pre-show. But I didn't get, we didn't get to do the same to both of you because Kruf and Jabro were both live. Um, and you are both very kind, lovely, wonderful people that invited others to come with you. So oh. I got to hang out with Kruf and then we all got to hang out with Jabro for an impromptu Let's Play Lightbringers that night, uh, live on the official Guild Wars 2 channel. Mm -hmm. You both just like 
rocked it. Kruf, you're so professional. Kruf and I doofed around the maps. Yeah, you dabbed, and it was so great. Just the polish, the flair you love to see. Uh, mm. and, and yeah, Jeb talked a lot about... <laughs> Fists. Yeah, look, like we the thing is <laughs> puns, words, <Fists>. and also <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fist things, huh? and uh, what Deborah talked about. A very lot. important, yeah. So Deb it, really loves the new weapon. I really I like the new weapon. The art and the the ascended. Wait, what? I'm so confused now. Um, but there's, you can get a bigger fist as well. If the ascended version oh, is, is even bigger, yeah, 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 it's massive. Do you um, prefer a bigger fist, like a really massive? I mean, fist? if it was, there was going to be a fist, I mean, it would probably have to be bigger. To you know, so, like you, you want it to cover your entire funny. face. <laughs> <laughs> Like if it was to be a real hand, like look at it, look at it, it's so good. Oh no 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 no! You did proof. You murdered proof, Jebro. I love it. Look how hard the look at the fist though. It's so good. Yeah, Jebro loves it. You need those vulnerability sigils and those that rune set. I think it's thief rune set where you get extra attack from behind. Oh yeah. Good lord. Boots are we gonna are we gonna see a new option? Boots bad build? I'm really dying. Are we gonna see a new boots bad build, but it's just like um boots erotic build? So Boots Boots Snargle Gold Claw I'm down. I'm down. You're glad you're not playing Wimblender, yeah. That's fine as you. Uh there's kicks in there as well. Um, anyway, <laughs> I don't know. Um, so, welcome back, Kruf, who will be returning soon. Headphones aren't on yet. Um, first, uh, first Vista as well, it looks very good. But yes, when so when you level on up, up an elite specialization, you get an armor piece and you get a weapon. I'm pretty sure that's the same for every class. I don't think you get two weapons. And then you can upgrade, like, one the weapon into, like, you know... I think you upgrade that, but I actually haven't done that process, so I have to find out. But you can get collections for the story and maps and etc. Cetera, etc., cetera, um, which lead to a collection, so you can get a bigger thing. <laughs> that this is literally like the one for mechanist is literally a bigger fist. It's just a bigger fist. Um, <laughs> Jebro, please, I'm begging you, please stop saying the word fist. All right, it's a bigger hand. It's a bigger mace. Sorry, it is a mace. That is the actual weapon they use. Um, <laughs> yeah. So let's move forward. And the, the gloves as Great well, which story. is very like love, love fishing so much. The mechanic, yeah, yeah but the mechanist gloves as well—they're really big. Okay, I actually really want to talk I do about too. fishing because yeah. I want to get into fishing. I am currently fishing a little bit, but I feel like I'm just scratching. I'm just on the shallow waters of the big deep fishing pool because yeah, I've just been. I haven't been like eating food for it. I haven't been equipping yes. equipment. I've just been fishing whenever I see water and picking Oops, up some more. Please take fish. breaks and eat food. Well, I would never <laughs> there is that. that. Well, do you, um, well, how about we talk about the the leading up to this? So that you you get fishing and you kind of 
ignore me doing this there was a bug um the fit game fridge was it was weird my mount wouldn't work so i was trying to carry these boxes but my mount wouldn't work so i ended up doing it myself um, it was really weird it didn't work um and yeah so what was it like what's what's the mechanic like boots though like, of fishing like when you get your like from taking out your pole to <laughs> casting a line uh and <laughs> shit <laughs> that was it's the first one. Like, um, it's almost yeah. it's almost identical to. I'm blaming um, everyone here, by the way, not just me. Okay, it's like if you, it's 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 very similar to Stardew Valley fishing if you ported it to Guild Wars Two, but I'd say a little bit easier than Stardew Valley fishing. Okay, that, that's my that would be my best explanation of it. So like you you cast your line, mm-hmm. you you have a little indicator of where you want to put it. Um, and then you click a button when it looks like you got a fish because it's bobbing in the water. Yeah. And then, and then you're reeling it in. So you're struggling with the fish and you Mm got to keep your indicator following this little bobble thing to try to keep the fish going. And then, uh, you press like, you know, left or right in order to do that. Yeah. And why? Why are people? Why, We're all still laughing about getting our poles up, probably in the fist. But no, like, I'm, just, I'm watching Kroof. I'm watching Kroof literally go through the process of trying not to laugh and like close their eyes. I was impressed. I was impressed by Beast's just like description of how to fish. I thought it was very good. I thought it was fantastic. You did a great job. Rook is Thank just you. being and terribly, I, terribly rude. I think, <laughs> I think because. I would never be such a (laughs) one. Okay, Kroof's energy is very contagious, and I can't look at Kroof's face and then not laugh more as I see what's happening. So I'm going to stop, and I'm not going to look at Kroof at all. And Boots, I agree with you. It's very much like Stardew Valley. Wow. I think it's it's not quite as hard as Stardew Valley, and I think that makes it more fun to do, because I feel like Stardew Valley can sometimes get a little bit frustrating with the way, like, the clicking. You have to, like, get the clicking just right. Um... Uh, are you like blocking are you focusing on me right now yeah i'm just focusing completely on you right now boots so keep going you're doing great (laughs) and uh but anyway it's a lot of fun it's a lot of fun but i want to know the rewards you get from it tell me Fish, okay, surprisingly. Fish. Well, no, that's fish. actually that's not technically true. I mean, you, well, it's not just fish because if you, I've been fishing quite a lot. Um, so you can get items such as you can get junk that's worth seventy-five silver, for example. Woo! Yeah, um, which I've been getting. I, I think I got like ten. So from the daily, I think if you do a daily, you can get like some junk, which is worth 75 or something like that. But you can get junk, you can get like talons, you can get things you can deposit, crafting materials. You get to Corteria, I've been fishing in LA last night, and I realized that I had 100 power, and then I had like some, my lure and my bait were like 150 in total. But then I could still not catch stuff because I needed food, and you need to have mm. ascended food crafting like 500, right? So yeah, to so get more power. Thing. Yeah. So... And but the I mean, experience besides, you can get from like the, the, the Harpender as well, which is like the, you know, if you it's like a tip sheet you, you buy from a Karma vendor once you've done the heart and it gives you an extra 50 power as well. So there's different, yeah. there is different, it, there isn't actually that much you need to get to get a higher power, but you even need to buy it off the trading post, like the food, or you need to go to do the heart and get the extra power. But it's just more challenging. It's still doable, it's just like your bar thing gets bigger. Yeah. Yeah, so that's the thing. So you you fish, 
you get fish. You use yeah. the fish to make food. Yes. Um, something. Or you sometimes get some junk, which could cut. It could be seventy-five. And some of the and some of the bits are for legendaries as well. Mm-hmm. Some there of the bits are, are for legendaries. Legendary ones, and I mean, honestly, I just like I like the collections as well. Yeah, collections um, are always fun. Those are fun, and the fact that you know oh, the different so baits. There's like different bait that certain fish enjoy. Certain fish are located like uh, along the shore or out further into the water. Day and night plays a role in it. So like right now it is, you know, I, it's so funny because I don't even want to say it's very fundamental or basic because they implemented this on a scale that is pretty massive considering that like every single, even old content, right? You can fish everywhere. Mm. There are these different collections and we have the legendaries tied to it. But it does feel like a fantastic thing for them to continue to develop and build, you know, because I think there could be something um, more to be said even about additional rare fish or other things they could be used in. Or again, like we were saying, uh, like, what are you going to get completely for your return on this if you keep doing it after you've done all the collections and things like that? I mean, of course, you could keep fishing and, you know, I I don't know, sell whatever else or things like that. But um, all that to say, I think there's a lot for them to do as far as adding additional things. Oh, yeah. Honestly, it's just so fun to do yeah that, like that ultimately is the biggest thing for me it's really it's fun chill. go around together and hang out can on a boat fish, can you fish in world versus world oh i haven't tried <laughs> i was gonna say of no. course uh, nick Hernandez is in chat and can definitely tell i think nick worked a little bit on pretty sure nick worked on fishing apparently you can nick fish in world versus world <laughs> all right i guess i know what i'm doing nick was first, wait, yeah <laughs> nick so nick was fishing and this as well i do love the idea of high risk fishing like fishing in raid wings fishing in fishing in world versus world fishing in i do a little special delight that i take in Mm -hmm. that um but yeah fishing i think is just a really fun great activity we had so much fun even just running around on our boat i mean Mm. even just recently on the crown channel you know lara was showing the hosts fishing and you could already hear everybody laughing about being like dumped into the water people being you know like Again, there are experiences within MMOs that I don't always think have to be massively gold-driven, reward-driven. Those are things that will always compel players, and obviously it is something that has to be considered because you are spending time on certain things. Mm-hmm. But I think sheer joy of activity and or the ways that it brings people together also is so important. And fishing does that for me. It's so yeah. fun. And the little events where there's the competitions as well, like mm-hmm. it just... Those added little things that continue to give you new ways to engage with it. That's I'm a lot of fun. I'm wondering if... I mean, that's kind of like the group see. I was in. I... Oh, go ahead, sir. I actually, when they announced fishing, I was like, oh, okay. Like, I'm not a huge crafter or gatherer in games. Mm. I actually really have a hard time leveling different crafting professions. Not Why just in Guild Wars 2. I, I think I just gravitate towards earning rewards and like gear through doing dungeons or raids and you know now we have strike missions or buying it maybe yeah or, or purchasing it, it yeah. rather than like yeah, going yeah. through that mm-hmm. i want to I, I need that like more heightened group engagement type feel mm-hmm. but I, I was extremely caught off guard by how much i enjoyed fishing i think i have grown 45 years mm-hmm. and i'm now an aged uh just you know, wow just, just, like, just enjoying wow the, Chris. The chill life. Are you, say, are you saying that only old people enjoy fishing no <laughs> 
I'm not saying that's the only demographic that enjoys, but I'm saying there are many that's people the that enjoy fishing. Actually, but that is the demographic I don't, that is the I'm most not. vocal. I, about I went fishing when I was like fishing. eight years old. <laughs> like, that, I, I'm not. I don't go fishing nice, now. That would but, put me at a nice 50-60. So I think that's good. <laughs> No, I agree. Yeah, I'm actually the same way. I don't tend to really love those things uh, unless there's some real big reason or like a very unique game that I just really like the way that they handle with crafting gathering. So like I just get into it, right? Um, I don't know why that is. And many people a lot of times are like, Rook, why don't you just love the crafting gathering? And I'm like, I just don't. I just like doing. I like the combat. It's like monogamous. Said, I like working towards those things. It can be things. monogamous. It can be very repeating, repeatable. Be very yeah. monogamous. But it's weird that the only game in which in which fishing has really gotten me was Stardew Valley. And I uh. remember I started playing it when uh, co-op came out with my partner, and we were doing a map together. And my partner was like, "What are you doing?" And I was like, "I'm fishing." And my partner asked me two hours later, Rook, what are you doing? Why aren't you on the farm? And I was like, I'm still fishing. And uh, Why aren't you on the farm? Get back on the farm, Rook. (laughs) They were just like, I'm trying to to plant the flipping pumpkins. They were like, why are you you fishing in this game that's all about growing all these crops and things? And I was like, I don't know. I'm just super into it. And I feel like one of the things that always maybe tripped me up with it was that... um, I wanted the world of Stardew to be even more immersive. And so Guild Wars 2 has just nailed this in the sense that, yeah. like, the graphics and the fantasy world that I love is all there. And then we have this, like, base mechanic of fishing with some additional things and the skiffs, which, again, I love that, like, your group can be on it and it just adds to the chaos. The mobility of skiffs handle so differently than a lot of other mounts. So, like, as you get used to the way that they move and as your friends are all cheering you That's on nice. and you're, like, blasting into rocks and overshooting, like, it's such fun chaos um honestly i i have found it to be really enjoyable and i love how it's implemented and i love that it's in guild wars 2 now because it's even better so if any of you are like rook where are you why aren't you at raid it's probably because i'm fishing skiff must not be moving to anchor i'm not moving oh yeah yeah that's annoying (laughs) oh my god and you're just like do i do i exit the skiff find another place to do it and then come back yeah Yeah, it's what i do A little bit for uh, sure. But I kind of like it. So the so the food you yeah, can make with it. Do you have you guys looked at any of the food you can make with it? Yet? Some of it, yeah. No. I've got I've got the Just recipes up here as well. I've actually got this right now. I can forward it to you if you want. Fish yeah, and power. please do because I I know I've seen <clears> some of them and they're mostly. Um, so there's a, a bunch of condition fifteen percent condition increase and then fishing bonuses. Yeah, and. And um, I'm wondering if that's just things that we know about, or is that everything? Do you know know if there's like some recipes that haven't been discovered yet? I don't, I think everything that's on the wiki is there. There's like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine right now. And then there's the tips for fishing. This is all to increase power. So power goes from past 75 to plus 150. And then tips for fishing, which I think is the heart price, is. like a 60 minute one and it's plus 50 fishing which you can easily get but like there's four ascended foods and i kind of want to eat them right now there's like bowl of echovold hot pot and like jade sea bounty and play of crispy fish pancakes i have another question are the fish that you need or the things you get from fishing that you need for legendaries are Mm -hmm. those sellable yeah i would say everything is isn't it I would imagine, I right? I think that's sometimes what they said. Legendaries are sometimes legendaries aren't. I've got, yeah. I've got legendary. So when you fish and you pick up, you get a, the purple fish. 
you yeah. you use it and then the the materials are red like ascended and i think you've got i'm not sure if you get i'm not actually sure about this part because i haven't done it <laughs> and if anyone has in chat but like, i'm not sure if you have a chance to get because you know when you take the fish apart you get all the different parts yeah, right yeah, i'm not sure you if you get a legendary part themselves. you can't sell the fish themselves no, but no, you can no. sell the fillets the parts i think yeah but is it the fillets that you need for the legendary bit or do you need the fish for the legendary bit i'm pretty sure you need the parts because i don't think i okay. think you have it's like a yeah you can't deposit the fish they're not crafting materials technically are they it would yeah. be interesting if you could salvage the fish for like scales because i would have liked to maybe seen Good some point, sort of like armor or weapons that you use different like scales and structures of the fish to kind of like empower. Scales. I think that could be something that they expand upon in the future because it seems like it's pretty mm -hmm. much tailored to chefing at the moment. Well, that's what uh, I was going to say. Yeah, what do you yeah. think that we could do, Crave? Like you saying like armor, armor and smith, weaponsmithing. Okay. I think that'd be yeah. really interesting. Throw scrying in there somehow. I don't know how like a giant fish monster decoration. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's what I was going to say. That I was literally going to go there. Yeah, like, people do that, don't they? They put their fish cut capture on the flipping wall could you imagine are we gonna get a gill decoration that's a talking fish well that's what exactly what i was thinking yeah do you remember <laughs> that, that would be so good exactly. i would love to think that it's like a sentient like fish it's like an I actual mean, sentient one i would even love it if they wanted to tie something in in like different regions or in the future with future content or stuff like that i mean we have the naga and cantha i mean <laughs> oh, wait, what? Of... You want us to what? catch Naga and no. just keep them? <laughs> yes, no. oh, I okay, am not babies. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is terrible. Um, no, what I'm saying is that we have like... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's okay, it's all right. Um... Uh, we have the Naga, so like they could put something in because like historically Naga, at least pre-Jade Wind, had good relations with humans, right? So if you wanted to almost like use these different groups or entities and do something where you could even like take the fish to them around various maps or stuff like that and then they would give you different rewards or almost kind of like a rep thing you know where you were like yeah. building up um a bit of like good relations with them again or something like that like i and they could do this with anything on any map and any future story they wanted to do it doesn't have to just be naga but that just you know was something that i was thinking about um where again like you could be taking those and then turning them into something else and maybe that vendor could have furnishings or different gears or recipes that you could get and then you could use those ingredients i think it'd be kind of fun i think that'd be great i think there's a lot they could do and i think that those kind of things are kind of necessary because uh, as it stands so far i think tulip said in chat that one of the recipes is kind of a meta condi boon uh food so that's good because it needs Probably, something like yeah. that in order to get people to continue fishing after you know after fishing for a long time because there's so only so much that the fun of fishing can do for fishing then <laughs> if there's like no rewards for it at, at after a certain point so so yeah if you could get a meta food that's good for it or uh those you know uh, decorations or collections or if you fish up a swordfish and you can make a really cool sword out of it um that i think that's yes definitely they could even do something with that vendor because we have like our daily challenges and stuff, right? And there are certain ones where you go fish and you get more reward, but there could be something where like, if we had those vendors or something, they could be like, you know, we have a really like the hot fish of the day is this. So like you have to go get this specific kind of fish and then you would actually get something that was like fairly valuable for it. If you got like that specific fish or brought it to them or brought them so many. Yeah, there's a wonder, lot that they could do with it. I wonder if 
they'll have to balance fishing after like a month or so of people fishing to in order to make it like as profitable a time sink as certain other things like i know you could do meta events and stuff and you could do probably a 30 gold per hour kind of thing or 20 gold per hour is pretty standard um and i don't think that you're going to get 20 golds per hour for fishing but i wonder if they're going to try to balance it to be like if you just fish and are successful at it continuously you could get 10 gold per hour or something like that i mean you've still got to spend the time to do it right so i think if if there is i think it's also a preference to time to gold right and what you do like for me for example like i know my main way of getting gold is pvp specifically right now yeah, and it always mostly like has been something like that but i think i think a lot of people so a lot of people when they when they're doing things like crafting they they're like they're that's their thing right so they would do that and they they're like that's the best way to earn money if i enjoy that cool i think a lot of players and i'll talk for myself because i don't want to talk for anyone else it's like i have to enjoy what i'm doing really like to almost forget about the fact that i'm trying to earn gold as well sometimes the good news is that fishing is enjoyable yes absolutely it is something people want to do the question is, will is it something that people want to do if you get one gold per hour from it? I mean, yeah, I mean, like, like raw I, gold or from selling materials? From everything, from selling you, materials. And everything. Well, yeah. I mean, as you're, I know you're giving an example. I think you get more than that, but I think it comes to sure with you what do at this point, yeah. Rook, with what Rook said, Rook's point specifically is is one of those activities that you can do with your mates. You know, you can do with your friends, yeah. and you can just hang out, have a laugh on a boat. But I think a lot of this is also re-exploring Tyria. Like it's that's why they brought yeah, it I out. Know. It's it's. I went to Lion's Arch yesterday. I had a great view. Put my put it on Twitter. Just got like you know this airship in the background. I've got the the flipping lighthouse and everything else. And I'm like I'm shot. I'm like fishing in flipping Lion's Arch. I'm actually I'm, this is actually a challenge right now. And I can go anywhere and do this in the PVE environment. Like you know in the open world. So now I'm going to go to all these awesome waterways and different places. So in a way, it's more like, I guess it's yeah, probably going to last for even longer, right? But there will probably still last be that a idea. good month. The novelty, like when you first when you first do fishing and you first like get to explore all these old yeah. areas, and and probably it'll you'll still be fishing um, in your off time if you're just waiting for your friends to show up for doing something, or if your friends just want to have fun with you anyway. Um, so I think I think fishing will have its place You're for sure for the next that. two months let's say but yeah. I'm, I'm wondering past that like yeah exactly isn't that like part of what, that's kind of part of what i think you've already said boots as well like in terms of you know introducing into other areas of the game and what crew from rook have said as well like that's the it's the culmination of, of including it into other parts of the game like it's in cooking already cool it needs to be in decorations it needs to be in armor like you know rook said or, um, or if said. it or maybe more into cooking, like maybe more different recipes. As I well. mean, it's still early, like right? As well. I mean, if you see oh, in the yeah. collections, there's so many collections. Right. Like yeah, there's that alone as well. So yeah. they've already it'll got take, quite. It probably, a lot. it'll take a lot of people a year to do the collections. Yeah. yeah. And it was also mentioned that um, a lot of things there do have some fun titles and things that yeah, you can unlock. So I, I agree. Like, which I totally agree with you in that. Um, I mean, otherwise, without something again that is a little bit sustainable and that lets us keep doing this for a reason, you'll probably just do it for your own fun. Or like when a new map comes out that has new water to get the new collection or get whatever. Right, right. Um, oh, so, that's true. I didn't think of that. Yeah. yeah. So like, 
thinking long term about how this plays a role in the game, especially with it, I think, as we're all saying, being so fun and enjoyable and a different change of pace and a different way to enjoy these maps. Like, there's a ton of directions that they can take this and, like, continue to evolve it and add more things to it. But I think the most important thing is having this, like, foundation in which we want to have more to do with it, which we do. Oh, you know, it's, it's so fun. And uh, I think it do you really think, is Do you think that in Living World, if they bring out new maps for each Living World episode, they're going to add a new collection of fish? Yeah, I, I think so. so. Yeah. This yeah. is going on to my point that I'm literally about to do. So if you have a look at your screen, if you Ooh. remember... They linked fishing into the story. You actually had to fish yeah. in the story, and it was very sweet. It was very nice. So it was very good. I had to ping up this moment. So, so you've obviously crashed in camphor, but obviously Irene has as well. If Irene had crashed, and there's this kind of, I guess, all the the magic that surrounds arena is kind of surrounded this cave as well they're in this cave and they're not having the best time right now so they're trying to recover trying to work out what's going on obviously they've been drained of magic because of the story go play it you'll find out all the info we're going to go through the story in depth in future episodes but orin's in trouble and like one of the things that you have to end up doing is fishing so that you kind of and if you remember, like, way, 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 way back when we first met Aureen, when we gave Aureen fish and different things to eat, um, we're kind of reliving and re... I guess we're re-embracing that relationship that we have with Aureen as well, which is really nice. Um, and the voice actor who plays Aureen is so good. It really gets you, like, she gets... It really gets you into that, the feels place. Do you know what I mean? It's the feels place... <laughs> with with this specifically and just reminder of what you used to do and the writing as well it was so good that you just like oh yeah and it just takes you back you're like damn but then you go fish and you go and fish and you bring out the fish and when your character cool. says i'll always be here to give you fish and then she responds yeah. with that line yeah I love that. Oh, I was like, I'm a little big for that fish. <laughs> yeah, no, but all <laughs> But then she's like, but I will eat it. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, I I love what you said about reaffirming that connection, that bond, yeah. right? I mean, um, living season four, there were a lot of like very close interactions. Icebird Saga. I mean, Orene, we had great interactions with her, but she was basically an eye of the North, right? Like mm-hmm. there was a lot of discussion about, you know, why isn't she going out? Is there something going on with her? Is she okay? Like, you know, there was a lot of discussion about that in the community. Um, and so like, it's funny because I mean, I think surprising no one here who knows how I feel about Orene. I have kept that portal device in my bag forever that takes you back to her hatchling chamber and that lets oh, you play it, yeah. fetch with her. I go <laughs> like, back every I so will, often, yeah. I will never get rid of it. Um, but All again, right. like this expansion had so many little throwbacks in many different ways to the journey that we've taken thus far in the game. Even like the ways that certain characters going back to all the way to living season one and my Trin and all these other people and these figures, right? Like, again, they hearkened back to this journey. And when you think back to like, I mean, this will sound very silly, especially considering that she has that line about, you know, like they think I'm your pet. Um, Cause she's not, she's a sentient creature. But like, when you think back on any entity that you have cared for i think pets because i don't have children um like but you think about something that you have seen grow and that you had a hand in nurturing even just like in friends that over the years you've grown together like 
there's something really special about that bond and the writing in this expansion from the get-go like when she first is talking to you and she says something along the lines of like i'm really happy to i'm excited to see you i missed you and i was just like mm. <laughs> i missed you too <laughs> i love you um so i just ah, oh, i loved mm. these moments the fish was incredible it was you so mentioned sweet. that stone that stone in season four when she gets you know attacked by krakatoric and we have that period of time in between the two living world episodes where we don't know well she's gone um i during that period of time i was like gotta click that stone i just want to going back to what she's all oh, okay okay phew she's she's still there okay good nothing bad happened we're all good yeah. awesomeness yes it was so good and it got introduced into fishing sorry yeah what Oh, Nick, uh, Nick had a fantastic little tidbit in the chat about that that I really want to put in here. Yeah, really. Nick says uh, that interaction with Orina's uh, little baby was built by uh, Kevin Freeman at the start of season three. He did a lot of research on child development, nurturing practices, and pet care to help strike a balance for that sort of stuff between child and non-human creature raising mm. interaction. And you can you can absolutely see that, like the development. Um, it's of- true. I've mm-hmm. I've studied that intensely. <laughs> yes, it is very much there. It is. It really is. I n- I need to go back and play. That's what I should do. Actually, I should go back in time. I would love to know all of those moments where you've had like people have gone and learned through things. Because I could go through that and literally be like, "Whose fairy is that?" And think about the fairies that have been used there. So it's cool. Because when you think about attachment, child attachment, you think about like, or you think about attachment people. You know, I mean, you know, when people talk about their relationship attachments and stuff like this, it's all related to like Bowlby and all these different people who talks about, you know, how you were bought, reared and bought, brought into the world and all this kind of stuff. And when you think about Irene and you think about that relationship, that's so interesting that they've gone and done that because it's accurate. It's not just this thing where it's just like, they're there, cool, we give them a hug and they're good. They've actually thought about the actual mental health aspect of that. And that is impressive. That is very impressive. I love it. Especially the writing for how Oreen portrayed that feeling of how comparing it to when she had the encounter with Krakatoric and this one being so much more different because it's not just uh, a physical end and then reincarnation of Oreen resurrection. It was, it's like everything that Oreen was brought up with and who she was has felt as if it has been siphoned out of her. And that was, it was a slightly different aspect. And then you can talk to her even more and get more information uh, about how Oreen is dealing with it. And I, I really appreciated this moment. And it also, as a whole, the pacing of the story, this, this moment was really great. I feel like uh, maybe at some other points, this might not have been uh, a huge moment or we really like paid attention to it. But this point in this expansion, having that moment to slow down and to not go to the next like boss or the next like big uh, enemy, but to go back to our friend and kind of just touch base. I really appreciated that. And it, and it happens throughout this expansion, too. And mm-hmm. huge, huge points about the pacing. There was a little... Uh... A little thing before this, too, that I wanted to mention, because obviously the Orene scene stole my heart and I was going to ramble <laughs> about it forever. But um, one thing that is also neat is the fact that the fisherman that takes you over to her has unique dialogue for each of the oh, different yeah. races in his boat. And that has been really fun as well. I mean, even later when you're riding in a different skiff with an entity, I dumped her in the water twice. You did what? On accident. And Wait, you dumped her in the water twice? <laughs> 
No. Oh, I don't think people knew they could do that yet. So should we? How dare you? Let, let's I hold on. Like, <laughs> I'm just saying. I didn't I did hear mean, about this. I didn't mean to dump her in the water. Did she have dialogue I when that did. happened? Yes. yes. And no. not only, hold up. Not only that, they remember for the rest of the story, yeah. and drama gives you crap about it. Yeah. <laughs> really? Oh yes. yeah. And like yeah, yeah, there yeah. were these. There were these little tiny things, kind of like we were talking about earlier with the uh, Goric scene, right? Where, like, you go in or out, or you can, like, leave, or you can listen to him all the way through. Little tiny nuances that give a sense of player choice and recognition of that within what is essentially a linear story that I think really, really, really shine and give you more reasons to engage and, like, come back and replay. And I just wanted to give a little nod to that because I think it's great design in this kind of context with MMOs and player characters. So Thank you for reminding me about that because that's going to be the way, first thing we talk about next show. Giving you player choice <laughs> without way, you even uh, realizing. Yeah, exactly. That's true, though. But that's how good, that's how good storytelling is done. Like if it, you make a choice, and even if it's like an accident, like they've written a like they've written for that, like you just messing up, like that's that's fantastic. That's amazing. I didn't know that. That's fantastic. <laughs> but by the way, speaking of that character, though, um, I don't know about you all, but which character? <laughs> the character that we were just talking about. No. Are we? Are we even anywhere near that? I, like we just talked about matter. the character. I'm going to talk okay. about the character one more time. <laughs> you, do, you want to talk about it one more time? I just want to make sure we're not doing spoilers. We're stuff. not going That's too all. far ahead. I'm okay. just saying, look out for it. But I'm pretty sure that character was hitting on me the entire story. Oh my god. I think you wanted them to hit on you. I, I really I mean, think... I think we I had something going there. I think we had something going on, and I want to... I'm just saying... As long as you're she, happy. Possibilities okay. in the future. She can hit on me anytime she wants. Oh, all. Like, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Um, yeah, no. <laughs> I was open to it. I was very open to it. I think Anko was hitting on me. But in another way, like actually hitting me. I remember. Anko was great. Anko is a great character anyway. Um, Okay, so fishing, awesome. Writing, awesome. In the first map as well, specifically. Have you played the world boss fight with the Leviathan? Oh. I have still not cleared it, but I have played it. Yeah, I have only encountered it by myself and yes, maybe one other yes, person. This was, well, this is the thing. This is another issue they had. So I do want to talk very, very quickly about, I feel like maybe, I'm not sure if those issues are still around, but there was very much the fact that there was only one part of the expansion which I was a little bit sad about, which is which I do want to mention, because I feel like these podcasts need to be kind of neutral at times as well. Um, map population was an issue. Uh, and was actually a, a, especially when it came to like these events, which became more of hopping to places, like and then starting to obviously you know arrange them um, more so as well. As I think that's kind of feels like that's a lot better now. Um, but maybe just might make yeah, servers. It was a little low at first, I think. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Did they say that they've changed it? Or I, I don't know. It was when... low. They did increase uh, three of the maps population by thirty okay, percent. Nice. I would maybe like more concrete numbers because it's like yeah, numbers would be good. Actually, mm. um, but yeah. I, it could have also been a um, an intended to pre- pre- to preserve server stability and you know make sure people's games aren't crashing, which in worked. its 
it, yeah, it's, it seemed to work. But it also yeah. is kind of double-edged sword. Additionally, with it being the first couple of days, people, I also feel kind of beeline to the story. So some of these events don't feel as populated, but hopefully exactly. as the weeks go by. Could be yeah. that. These, things, yeah. these things will absolutely spread out more, right? And especially yeah, as yeah, yeah. they continue to like refine what's happening. Because, yes, people did just want to get forward and like move through. And I know there were people like some of us who really between each story beat, we're really ex- thoroughly trying to explore the maps and trying to do all of that. Because really, mm-hmm. when it comes down to it, that is very much a part of the story of this expansion as well. You really have all not gotten the story stories, if you have yeah, not done all the sure. maps. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was something where like a lot of people did push ahead. And I think we saw, again, lower populations. It, it It's funny to me because I was not bothered by it for even a second. I was majorly bothered. Let me explain. Like, I wasn't at all bothered at first. Like, yeah. I, I had people, like, we had people coming in on stream. We were all hanging out. We were running stuff. There was so much to do on the maps. It literally did not matter to me. Mm-hmm. I was a little bummed that the couple times I went to Leviathan, there weren't people there, but I just figured that's because no one wanted to do underwater combat. Like, I never really Oh, right. Yeah, I didn't even think like, about that shit. <laughs> Like, mm. I was not bummed about I mean, I was sad because I think this expansion actually has made me the most interested in underwater combat. I know <laughs> out of any so far. Like, I was really excited about this fight, just looking at it. How cool is that? And like, mm-hmm. the water is so beautiful in Kantha that there's a lot of places I did want to explore down below. You know, I did want to go further and deeper, um, especially given the water themes of the expansion. So, all of that to say, it didn't bother me. There was an incredible amount to discover on the maps. When it started to bother me was much later. And it again, it wasn't even the populations of the maps. It was maybe the lack of control and ability to pick instances. Because like in other games that I play, when they do releases, you will have many more instances because again, stability. And again, it is just as miserable to have a map that is wildly overpopulated and everything is a mess and you can't see anything and you can't like half the stuff is happening before you even have been able to get there. Like, yeah, so true. like, I liked that, again, I had the room to explore, but I started running into these kind of weird issues with instances. For example, there's oh. a bug in the in Echo Vault, and I, I won't get too much into all sorts of things, but, like, um, there are these bonus dungeons that are super cool that you can discover in front of them. Oh, front, no. Yeah, I know what you're talking and, about. Like, <laughs> If they get cleared in one instance, they don't reset for other players coming in. Oh, that was a bug, yeah. And so, like, I was so excited. We discovered them on stream. I was, like, running around, and I went into them, and I was like, no one's here. What happened? <laughs> like, Is like I couldn't do anything. Yeah, I know exactly I what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Like, I couldn't pick a different instance to go into to, like, see if they were reset in that instance. So I kept trying to leave the map and then come back, but it, like, wasn't, you know, it wasn't putting me in a different instance. We yeah. just kept going into the same one, which was kind of a bummer. And when it came to certain things, like, on this first map, uh, the Kirin fight, on some instances, Kirin was bugged, on some it wasn't. And so, like, I couldn't navigate to an instance where I was like, okay, here I am on this map, and I want to pick instance three or something, or I want to just have a list if I'm at a waypoint where I can see the instances would be nice. and then like go to one that's really populated where they might be doing the meta or you know control which instance like if you get a squad together in the last meta like okay like we're all going to go into instance four it's empties but all of us will go in or something so to me again it i didn't mind what i minded more was that a lot of people were harping in chat like look at new expansion dead zone no one in here haven't seen a single other player and i was like are you using your eyeballs to see what's around you <laughs> like i'm sorry i got a little uh, sassy with your eyeballs yeah i think because, 
I, I understand what you're saying, and and this is this is our. I I often I do get conflicted by by my own affiliation. I think as as an partner and my love for the game sometimes, and then realizing what the the first impressions of new people coming. This is why I try to remember and the new pre- people and people who don't who haven't already accessed this experience and also have a very different experience to me as well is always very, very important to remember because your experience is so valid, um, Rook. It's so valid and important and valuable. Um, When you go into a map and you're appreciating the world and you're appreciating the experience that you're having, which is very unique to you. Same for Boots, same for Kruv, same for me. Um... But then when you do think of an MMORPG and you think about how flippant can people can be and impatient, especially in today's world, in 2022, first impressions, if you look at Steam, for example, I've said this a few times, I think the average playtime of new games in Steam, for example, is like 10 minutes, something stupid like that, before a player will turn off and go out. You've already passed that, hopefully, by the time you've already got in and you've already got the expansion, whatever. I like, I'm talking generally now because obviously it's not on Steam yet. And that would be an incre- interesting graph to see, actually, if you look at the Steam charts. Um, and numbers are always very, very good to give you some kind of indication of like popularity and stuff. I but... didn't get sucked in by the Leviathan. I'm so sorry. Oh, well, you'll, so you'll get to see that. Anyway. Um, it's it's a really really we actually kill it in this instance, but it's very very close. Um, it's so we cool kill... that you go inside it. I just love oh, that. Cool. Part. You like, die so as well. Cool. Well, you can revive yourself of with the orb, damage. but you can die. But this there is a big problem with this fight, which Nick's we've talked about in the stream while we're doing it. But it, it, hopefully they're going to change it. But basically, like you're, I'm glad you had that experience because it makes me think that other people did as well. Because my experience was as well that damn this is an expansion and i feel kind of lost with other without other people because i love doing the events for the story i love the side story of the events because they're so good but you can complete them with smaller levels of peeps i do i did really want to just see some other people running around like my my map was did feel very dead and it was just the it mm-hmm. was the beginning of it was great like there was loads of people there they're so large that like you said people just spread out and i was okay like i was fine with it but there were moments where i was like damn i really wish there was someone here that i could play with to do this event or i really wish there was someone here who could help me with the vibe and and that was the beginning of the like launch day obviously it's different now but um and as they've started out but this this was launch day and then we killed the viathan and there were loads of people there so it was it didn't take very long for that experience to change um it was just the initial kind of eh. yeah i hope in the coming Which, weeks you know, they continue to increase map I mean. population as more people are able to complete the story and more stability is able to come yeah. with like certain directx yeah. 11 you can't, stuff you and, can't you know, just internal. point people to things either can you right like you're saying like most people went to the story like you can't just be like yeah, everyone you, you have to go over here first <laughs> um, but i will say actually um not not that you're forcing people but i was in Seitung province and my map felt a little bit less populated but i really wanted to do the meta so i just popped up a tag and i put it on lfg and it filled within yeah. five minutes there i did the go. same exact yeah, thing for the good. second map so it's not like people aren't playing it's just like 
as you're playing, it might feel uh, slightly more scattered. Yeah. But if you have a tag or you just want to play, mm-hmm. I recommend going to the LFG and Absolutely. advertising something because yes. people want to play. But sometimes the one thing is that people don't want to maybe take that one extra step to be the first person to advertise yeah. a group. And but that's what as soon as you do, as soon as you do, boom. Yeah. That's what you have to do for all metas these days anyway, right? Like, uh, okay. still. I'm going, to ask, know, I'm going to ask you a very important question then. All of you, which oh. is good to oh. think about. Thinking about this as a new expansion and thinking about a new player experience, and we've talked about this many times, <laughs> especially now, more importantly, if you're a new player, how do you even do that? <laughs> like, oh, there is yeah. no... Well, it's very difficult, right? Or here's is it? One thing, though. Here's one thing, though, because if we're going to talk about new player experience of this expansion... That's true. In this same breath, in this in exact same moment, I want to say that I think this is the best new player experience that we've had so far. Oh, this absolutely, actually, yeah. Yeah, yeah. This has been incredible. Like, even in the story beats, right? Like, mm-hmm. you go in and, like, learning those basic things, that training ground is a gift. It is so so great i have had more people asking me questions when i've been live recently about like they told me about combo field so like how does that work and i was like i don't know go ask the light bringers no i'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> we know you're kidding and then, no, i will um, i will fire you right now can i can i go talk to Kruf. i don't know the answer i've to got that footage for this as well i've got footage for this because i know what you mean it's it is, it is very good i know what you mean i am joking obviously like yes i but the thing is is that even i found myself going through some of these where i was like hold on, let me take a second and think about what I do know about these in a really solid way. Because suddenly people were asking me about them and they had never asked me about them before. Like, how do I do this? And I'm thinking through, how can I communicate this the best way? And these are great features about the game that again, straight up deserve to be talked about as far as like combat goes. And as we look at the way that this entire expansion teaches you things, I, I just like... The whole first zone is phenomenal. The different things that you learn in the different parts of the meta literally culminate in the final fight. The different bits of like mechanics you see, again, get iterated on and even draw from stuff like raids as players progress through things like strikes and then might get interested in those. There was a language of education in this zone um, in so many facets that again, when I said earlier that at this point, I feel very comfortable recommending to players, like you could skip ahead to this if you want. It's because I almost think that, like, again, this is Guild Wars 2 at its best. I agree. And players are going to sample this, and they're going to be like, I want more. Um, mm-hmm. And that is But it is phenomenal. a little bit more. It is. So I think it is. I agree with you. It is Guild Wars 2 at its best. Uh, but for an entirely new player, maybe maybe an MMO veteran, I would say, definitely go to EOD right away. But maybe an entirely new player who hasn't played MMOs before, hasn't done that kind of thing, I would still maybe suggest to them do the core game first, leveling process, because yeah. there is a significant jump in difficulty between. Yeah. Uh, it's it's the core weird. Story. I agree with you. It's weird though, because it feels like you could almost. And I do want to turn back around to this whole like LFG thing because I think it's important. Because um, it's more of a UI thing because they're definitely starting to get the net. Hey, net. Um, about you know having those very big basics like combo fields, like you say, and the dodging, and also um, getting that bar down as well using CC, all these different things. They need to start getting something going for the UI for sure. Um, yeah. But like they, if they had that 
training ground heart in the core game? It would help. Well, but they have all the assets. They have all the stuff for it now, right? Like, my hope is that just like we've heard a bit of talk about, like, you know, uh, well, maybe Jade technology will make it to other places and batteries Uh and stuff. Like, I even if they just reskinned the like components yeah, of this arena absolutely. to kind of vaguely look themed to each starter city or something, yeah. and then just like put a step in where you went and did this, it's all there. And boots, I do agree with you in that like typically I am never the person that's like skip all the stuff and just go to the end. I actually like No, we know you I, do. We know you, you don't know, do that. I, okay. I, I painstakingly combing through each yes. punctuation, each letter. <laughs> you must <laughs> like, specifically pay attention to Aurene and then yes. go and play I, yes, with them must, for seven you hours. You must pay attention. You have to record every line of dialogue that Aurene mm. speaks to you in this entire thing from the moment she hatches. Um and you must study it and love it and treasure it um as i have <laughs> but <laughs> no i mean i i would always say like if you care all about story it is worth it start you know work through yeah. the whole thing um it's mostly just that i think that you can see the culmination of everything that shines in yeah. this game right off the bat in Seitong and um lfg stuff yes i i agree that like again we have bigger conversations that we've had about like a duty finder you know something that allow. Oh, sorry a group yeah. finder <laughs> a duty finder. <laughs> i put that on my instagram people loved it <laughs> like, i was like yeah sorry, thank yeah. you that's what it is in no 14. you keep saying duty Okay, Indeed. you just keep saying because it'll give me a laugh well, every single damn time. Jebra, you keep you keep saying fist because it'll just make me giggle. I will all day. Can you I, talk about how much you love that new fist weapon. I will. I will. Can I can I tell you everyone. three things I appreciate a lot about this meta now that I'm watching it over no. and over again on your thing? Yeah, sure. sure. Go for it. Uh, number one, how big the Leviathan is and how little it looks like it cares about us attacking it because it's so big and so difficult to beat. Yeah. Number two, the fact that it's called an adolescent. Exactly. Leviathan, yeah, I picked up on that as well. Which is like, oh, yeah. I don't want to see an elder exactly. Uh Which I hope we do at some point because they're kind of just, you know, they're giving you that bait. They're like, oh, look, look at this. You got to, we might bring this in sometime. And number three, hmm. how clever the design of this, this um, getting sucked into the stomach is. Because look, so you get sucked into the stomach. And it looks like uh, actually yes. you're not in technically inside the stomach of the Leviathan. You are in a. I'm guessing it's a chamber beneath the ground underwater. Yeah. Um. And yeah, in the map. And and yeah, and there's a portal that you could teleport back to the thing with. Oh yeah, cool. yeah. It is. It is. It's awesome. And like you, you have to just kill these different parts in it. So you can get spat out. It's a little bit. It's a little bit buggy right now. When you don't, when you die in there as well, you can don't get chucked out. Sometimes it's, it's a little bit. Come, it's a little bit worrying at times. But you have to, you have to phase it because otherwise you can't like you can't kill it in time. It's very very sharp. We did it with one second to go, literally. And I think it was like the first Leviathan kill. I hope I would love to find out if it was Nick because like. I'm pretty sure I got I put my commander m- tag up and I was the, f- the first time so I was like I have to kill this thing I need to kill this thing it was it was so fun we, we've gone off a few different points but I, we are and I'm going to take us even further off the point oh god but I I okay. haven't heard any confirmation but I want to ask Nick a question okay. so you know how there was like uh way back there were uh, a live stream where we like helped craft an event and we chose things did that happen to make it into the expansion 
And what event is that? Wait, what? Oh, good I think, question. I don't know if there was any confirmation. It might not have got in, but I just I was Wait, what wondering. one? What, what there was about? a live stream event where I think, I believe it was Nick, was uh, taking recommendations and, like, they were hand-tailoring an event chain. Oh, it did. It oh, did. it's the hatchery event in Seitung Province. Okay, okay, confirmation. Because I was just I... like, oh yeah, I remember like that was a thing. I wonder what event it was. I did that event just recently, actually, and I was really delighted by it. Oh. That's awesome to hear that the community had a hand in it. Um, I mean, oh. that kind of takes me, I guess, to a point that I definitely wanted to talk about as we got into this map specifically. Mm -hmm. um, we've had a lot of good conversations about, I mean, some of the things with just like all the different players and the instancing and all that kind of stuff. But um, I would love to hear everybody's thoughts too on just like this map as far as its actual content and design and the like, because I, I just needed, I could not get through the stream today without just saying like straight up that, I mean, I spent two straight days on this map. It's my favorite all map that actually. I, all that I did. Album. Yeah. All I did was explore it. Like I literally was just exploring it. I was doing the fox puzzles. I was trying to get any bit of dialogue I could. I was looking for any of the characters that I could. I went in and I did, and this is a whole other thing we can talk about separately too. I did the bamboo uh, maze and Nick lying. was hanging out. Yeah. Sorry. Like um I was like completely and utterly uh amazed at mm. the sheer amount of content in this map and even stuff like this leviathan fight where you don't even realize that maybe you can get sucked into it but there was like detail on detail on detail in this map that like i i i honestly cannot remember the last time i had so much pure fun just exploring but, but like, like rook you're oh. so right man nick like i uh, nick nick is in here because nick worked on this map nick thinks nick thinks i'm saying just because here i'm not lying i will tell you why i will write a paper apa style with references to streams and my own if you want me to because there are many many reasons why one there are different biomes within this map and when i say biomes i don't mean this in terms of literal like weather if you think about how where you are in terms of the map like in in kainang sea for example it's very much a city and different areas of the sea and sure there's some ruins in the, in the upper east northeast corner but in this map you fight a massive boss underwater underwater combat you learn fishing for the first time you have the massive cinematic intro into the map into camphor the first place you have the area in the south there is a an event and there is a temple below the temple there is the maze which someone mentioned in the chat mm -hmm. and the maze is very very intricate there's chests where you can get items like once a day and you have to find you have to channel i can't remember what you have to do actually to there are attunements there are these like colored attunements there That's are three right. different bosses three different bosses hidden throughout yeah. the maze and you need like a group to take them down we tried to take it's pretty spicy oh but yeah i couldn't tell that like, you need to have the equivalent attunement color to tackle them. So it becomes this thing of not only learning the maze, getting the chest, yeah. but also actually, like, getting the right attunements for all of your teammates. So you need to figure out which path is going to get you that and what's going to get you that. And then getting into the arenas to fight the three of them, all while... All while you are in a setting that is phenomenally designed. When I was first discovering this, I was talking about it. It's spooky, but... But I want to shout out a couple things because they're so cool. Um, you are in like a spiritual plane, right? Like in a sense, like the spirits are like appearing around you. In order to get there beneath the temple, you pass through a Shinto gate um, uh -huh. or sorry, a Tori gate. Um, 
which specifically in like Shinto religion and things like that, or in Buddhist temples. And I I don't want to speak incorrectly too much on this. So again, I don't have anything in front of me that's really prepped. So please forgive me as I'm just kind of getting excited and caught up. Um, uh, I just like to preface because it's important to know these things. And I suggest that everybody researches, but like uh, a Toji gate, which is meant to be a separator between the like earthly space and the spiritual space. So when you are going in and out of this Mm. spirit maze, you literally pass through a Tori gate, and that is like when the space is defined. And then while you're in there, I know someone in chat mentioned this, and if you have the specific name again, I, I would love to actually have it. There are these gorgeous uh, like totems that are in there that are actually based off of Nick was telling me live um, a particular type of Korean warding totem that like protects from spirits so when you go to those you are protected from that like necrotic uh, pervasive energy within the space um again it's just like this is one part of this map and look at everything that is in it the consideration the storytelling the details it's beneath an iconic temple that was seen in guild wars one it's like i just cannot say enough about it it's incredible this is the map that I have spent the most amount of time in. And you had said, like, not literal biomes, but I challenge that. There are actually... It does a, feel a, like it. Yeah, there is. There biomes, is. I forgot. You have, you have the harbor. You have the more yeah. rocky, like, mountains. You actually have, you uh, have the a snowy right. area near mm-hmm. uh, San Qua Peak. Mm-hmm. And then even in the northeast corner, there's, like, this desolate, destroyed, corrupt area with some uh, unchained minions. So there's a lot of visual variety within this map, not just like, well, that's the thing. Like, that's such a good point, because I was just going through the footage, and I was like, oh my god, the north and the meta. Yeah. Like, I've completely forgot. You're so right. Okay. The there's so even... This okay, meta so is up... so good. It is so good. Um, up there in the north, something that's really cool to note is that, like, later in the story, you'll meet more Tengu. Those Tengu will tell you they're from the Angchu tribe. They didn't know what happened to the Sinsali tribe. If you go to the north of this map, you find out what happened to the Sinsali. Yeah. There's there's like a jump puzzle there that almost seems to be like a pilgrimage that leads like that the that the tengu take and you yourself can take it as well and you do this jump puzzle and it takes you to this shrine and there's actually an event chain that happens there where you see descendants of the sensali tengu who then confront and talk about their past and the massacre that happened with the humans like i'm telling you it's the best map i'm telling you at all in the <laughs> chat that and, and every, anyone who's watching Yes, we have our unique experiences. But in terms of design, I feel like this map is the best map. I just like, in terms of that, there's just so much going I on. Don't, I haven't spent enough time on this map, that's for sure. But it's hard to say that it... You need to go back there then. <laughs> I mean, I, you are fired I've, until I've, you return. I've been going through the story, right? So I haven't had that much time. So I, I barely um... just got through the story. So now I have to go back in every map. But it's hard to say, like, something's the best map when there's so many other good maps out there. Like, kind Oh, they're of all city. good. Holy I mean, we'll, we'll get there to talking about it. But that's yeah. the thing. I mean, I'm joking mostly. I would mostly, say, I would say though, that this map, though, I appreciated the most as the entrance to, kind, uh, to Kantha because it's magical in the same way that... Um, so I, when I went to Japan, I spent some time on Miyajima Island. And... And this reminded me a lot of that. And it's just like a oh, very go. gorgeous, magical place that you just want to spend right. as much time as possible in. Yeah, Boots, it's, I agree. It feels, it feels magical. And that like parallel to even, you know, in Guild Wars 1 starting out on Xingjie, of course, if you're nostalgic, I think that hits there. But even if you 
this is your first experience, I think this map just resonates. Cat Island also deserves a shout out. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many things. There's so much stuff I can yell about. Kruf, you brought up that island with the undead. Um, I was I went over there and I was completely like I couldn't even believe I was so excited to see it because like the corruption that happens there, the words they use, the creatures again, it all reinforces that bit we know about Zaitan. And then up at the top, I was like, I wonder if I can get inside that lighthouse. And so I went up to the top and I wedged myself in between the things and there was a fox box in there and i was like Ooh, i is... haven't tried to scale it yet that's exciting mm-hmm. i was it's like, like maybe we should. and i was like mm, i'm gonna go do the meta yeah but yeah, all the, the maps good, so. yeah. all the maps have different things to discover like that i love them all for different reasons but this was a really strong start definitely it is like it <laughs> Anchorvold, Anchorvold is like a... I, d- I definitely like them all for definite different reasons. Like, I think about Anchorvold and I think about, like, the crypt and I think about the other secret dungeons and stuff and even the things I haven't found. Maybe I haven't spent enough time on them as of yet. I have map completed all of them. What I do before wow. I move through story is I map complete. So I map complete so that I move to the next zone as the story goes. So, like, I found all the secrets already. Well, not all the secrets, but, like, you know, the little things where you have to get the, the point of interest, which is in a dungeon, which, you get, which you're going to find out, people, if you want to get map complete in Echo Wild Wild, just saying. Um, and they are not... They, they are very good. They're the story and characters that you will see again in this game... Beautiful. Um, but... This map specifically, and, and like you said, this maze was so good. Even just trying to work it out, I haven't killed the bosses because I was running around them on my own. Um, and I forgot about the achievements and stuff. I just got absolutely decimated. And you can't just go in there and land because otherwise you die like, straight away and it just puts you back to the entrance. But then I completely forgot about up north, like you said. And then the meta and how involved the meta is. Like you go oh, from the town, from the city. Yeah, we can talk about that. And um, you move north and just all of the things. <laughs> like, there is just so much that you can do that you do in this. And the characters who lead you around. And, the, and I'm going to say something about this expansion. And it may be controversial. <laughs> but this is the engineer expansion. Okay? Oh, yeah. It just yeah. is. It just is. Oh, wait. I have is. a question about that, actually. Okay. You know the spider cave? Yes. You know how you have to do a combo finisher to get into the hologram yes. area? Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you did you try on a holosmith whether or not you could bypass that somehow? No, I was a mechanist. Mm-hmm. Was that in the story? That was the story that would thing. Be really right? interesting because they keep saying back. when they're explaining the combo field and why you need it, they keep saying it's because it's this holosmith stuff that a hollow smith is able to make these you know the holographic wall yeah holographic, exactly um so i'm always wondering because I, I, I wasn't i haven't played through on an engineer yet i want to see if a hollow smith who knows that technology could bypass it on their own so maybe they like, can maybe walk just through a light beam or something yeah just use their hollow smith that would be yeah. very not only just class specific but elite spec specific that would be another <laughs> level really I feel, I feel like they should have if that was a thing they could have said to me as an engineer like if you change over to hollow smith you can well they you kept saying hollow smith yeah i wish that. i'd i wish i'd tried to do that actually 
Um, okay, let's get onto the meta. Where, where I'm, I'm not sure I started it on this specific case. I think I saw the meta was up, and then I was like, oh, I want to go there. Oh, yeah, that's the boss killing me in the maze. <laughs> As I'm trying to single, like, trying to 1v1 a champ <laughs> in a completely new experience that I haven't had before. Here we go. Here's, uh, here's part of the meta, anyway. This is an inconsequential mention. In the, well, it's you know what? Actually, it's the most crucial mention, and I think oh. it's important. Um, it went from didn't matter to... Yeah, I know, right? So he's the most important. <laughs> well, this is the most important consideration in this entire meta, and I want to be really clear about that. Um, the NPC that Boots, you got mistaken for earlier, no. Mr. Bots, is actually one of my favorite characters on this entire <laughs> map. And that's all. It's very important, but also completely unimportant in general. But um, <laughs> he makes me laugh a lot, and I really love him. He's very oh, yeah. Uh, I don't remember now. in this expansion are so good. The Jade mechs have such a fun character to them. The one that yeah. you fight as a hero point during the story. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, in the training area? <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. That was humor. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. That was I don't awesome. Know if that was humor. Yeah. It, it was like term and i was like yeah i think i said at the time i was like yeah i've been waiting for skynet to take over for a long time very portal <laughs> yeah. very portal what's your name in portal the uh glados the, uh, glados yeah very glados oh, particular meta i love this meta as the first meta event because it's not it's not a, as much of a like a pushover that you would no, maybe yeah. Uh, People failed this in the still. earlier earlier game, but I, I still I, I did it my first time. The second oh, time fine. I actually <laughs> failed it because this is this meta is a great starter step for people being introduced into metas and as you see in the trajectory of the other meta events going forward this one is a great place to start to get your footing in large group content and also how to engage with multiple multiple mechanics and ads at the same time so this is a great area to start if you happen to be having difficulty in later maps or if you just want to come and like play this really really fun meta event the characterization with the boss who's a scrapper is awesome yes i just want to point out i just want to point out the use of like player skills that we yes! fight yes like fighting scrappers oh. fighting revenants fighting like these oh. these abilities that we would maybe only see in pvp instances and pvp encounters it's such a nice direction and it's the so spin as well yeah the second ability on hammer and as a as a scrapper like reflects projectiles like and i was projectile and i was like why did i do that i play this class i know that if, um i can't remember what's called thingy world what's it called i can't remember it's like billy on hammer on scrapper thingy world. Uh, Electro world. i like that name but like you know Electro you world. can do a lot of damage as you spin but you become basically like this ball which just reflects projectiles back and yeah you're right like there's a thunderclap in there as well big thunderclap and you've got the gyros they're bigger and you have mm. to kill the bulwark gyro they're literally the gyros that the scrapper uses it is crew thank you for reminding me about that it was such like, a good time now i want to fight a chronomancer and i want to fight hey. a reaper and i want to fight well, you, you fight a mirage you fight a mirage well you already so. fight you fight the <laughs> mirage oh, in the, the event okay. yeah the other event that happens oh, yeah. but you know when you have to so. get no 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 the, it's a I mirage you know the one event we did there was me you and rook and we were in that event 
Yes, that's some they mirage. do use some mirage abilities, and that's another like little. Yeah, yeah sorry, that's another side one. It's oh, just, I like, got this. Okay, it's just <laughs> the, the, the actual mob design in this expansion. The different abilities as you go and encounter different tiers of enemies, it keeps it so exciting. I still have not had a dull moment playing in these maps because I'm just no. like, I'm fighting this revenant, and then I fight the veteran version, and I'm like, oh my god, now there's ads, and then I fight the champion version, and I'm like, oh my god, there's like mist orbs flying everywhere. You have to like yeah. learn and adapt and be on your toes. It's a great, great open world experience i just keep forgetting about every single this is the thing about this map is there is so much to it like in that meta i completely forgot was even in here and the event that leads up to it and also just the mini mechanics that come up as well like there's the kind of force field i don't know how to what to call them revolving things we like all have been lasers. We've all been wronged by a revolving door at one point in our yeah, lives. Yeah, this, this happened a lot in this map. But like, there was there was a specific part where there's two. You're fighting a boss, and there's two avenues to go through to get to this point, and you have to go through these walls, and then it keeps moving, porting past them. So you have to keep doing it. So you just keep seeing players running through these mm-hmm. walls, mm-hmm. just dying, and I'm just like my inner child is just like. it's just so good and these little mini platforms that take you from each stage when the npc gets onto them and then there's other players as well and you're all sitting on these little platforms and you're just flying around the map together to different areas of the map and i'm just like and that's so good that's not like any other meta in a game like it's very unique um, it's a great one. Yeah. Cliff, like you said, it yeah. feels like a really good introductory one because I do feel Absolutely. like this one is not wildly overwhelming to any new players that may have jumped straight to this, right? Yeah. And then, like I was sort of touching on earlier, they iterate even off of the basic stuff that they've taught you, right? Like the break bar phases and all kinds of stuff in that arena, as well as in each phase of this. So like when you're going to these different regions to try and help sort of support, you'll see different things from these different enemy types. When you get to the point where you're kind of at that like crash site that's all gnarly that has the platforms and it's like the the squares light up you know what i'm talking about like i did too while you're there you'll see like the different bosses that again represent different classes but you'll have like those uh panels that you're moving between you'll have different things show up some of even in parts of this those little spinny walls and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and then when you fight the final boss it's like everything has culminated there (laughs) And so, again, like, I just can't say enough about the language of learning in this map because I do think they do a really nice job of just, like, putting all these pieces together so that, like, if you go through this and you're experiencing it, I think, like, you do it once, things might go by in a blur, but, like, as you have that, like, reiteration of the mechanics that you've learned about and then you're exploring it, like, even if you are not a veteran player, it will still be challenging, but it is not impossible. And they've given you, like, every single tool to help you understand the breakdown of what's happening, which then becomes even more key when we look at, like, the end meta and stuff like that, right? It's a really beautiful progression, honestly. Oh, I forgot about that one as well. Thank you. <laughs> like here in this part here as you're taking uh, down the shields and stuff on yeah. the um on the like turret that you have to destroy you have the spinny walls around so you're seeing those you're learning what they are you're fighting off these mobs but again this isn't like the final boss it's just it's a great like education they do that right they do do that throughout the game in different points they started doing that a while ago but i think even more so now like you say i think that's a really good point to mention that it's emphasized more right the the mm-hmm. in, the teaching 
this is this is this is why and and everyone talks about in game and guild also and i will never forget when crew said it like back in one of those podcasts about meta That's meta scary. being like the end game no because you were talking about okay. the meta bit game being the end game and uh, not meta game sorry well, i mean it is technically in every mode but like the the map metas and the world and the metas like in these maps they're the content that everyone has access to easily specifically i mean everyone can technically do it whether or not they pass it off early it doesn't matter because they've still got access um it's just it just depends about the access to the final reward which we will talk about today <laughs> we know it's a burn and brought subject and we do need to get onto that quite soon um but oh, really fast i wanted to shout out because i know um nick hernandez who did a lot of work on this has been chatting with us and you yes. might hear us referring to him but nick also called out um aaron hold on aaron amschlinger who did the writing with the meta um mm-hmm. and various parts of the meta paul branch elijah miller who worked on the map as designers cameron rich who made the bosses for the maze Absolutely. that we were talking about earlier oh, so same. like again there are so many people that went into making these and um as you know even people here have talked about like it's incredible to me but um one of the things that i've seen that's been so amazing is like on this map and even today this morning before this dream uh we were running and there were anet employees on the map running a meadow with us like it's it's incredible you may come into contact with people who made this game more than you think and again that is not ever an excuse to berate them to contact them to harass them nothing like that but it's something that is like incredibly wonderful to see because you can tell that um like knowing knowing your developers knowing who has a hand in this seeing them playing the game they have a hand in it's so special like it's such a, a an incredible thing um because they really are out there themselves as well experiencing this with all of us and enacting that feedback um which again we will be talking about a lot with the final one of the final topics here on the podcast yes today, indeed um and as a quick note mm-hmm. um, about scaling of difficulty, uh, they had discussed strike missions as a progression in difficulty. And I think the metas themselves are also an effort of progression of difficulty, which yeah. might not necessarily have been um, a message that was maybe understood by a lot of people. But playing through the metas now, I can say that each meta gets progressively a little bit more complex um which is why i kind of wanted to hone in like if you maybe are um experiencing some extra challenge uh in the later moments of this expansion definitely uh it is okay to go back to the first maps and you know pick up from there and and take it as a process Uh, that is totally fine um but great job on the maps honestly (laughs) and the metas in particular yeah absolutely um, I do have to go back to a point that I unfortunately missed, and I'm very, very sorry that I didn't pick up on this. It's probably one of the most How important dare you not parts talk about the of Tengu. Well, I mean, it's it's almost it's pretty it's close to, but this is more of a look outfit thing, which is very, very important. When they introduced fishing, yeah, 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 they gave you. Also, the opportunity at different heartbenders. Thank you. Yes, I'm glad Boots is excited about this. To wear a fishing outfit. It's <laughs> you can so buy good. the hat and you can buy a chess piece for very now, limited so money. These are individual. I haven't bought them yet. Yes. I've only seen people wear them. Yes, you can. It's not an outfit. It's individual no, armor it's pieces. individual yes. armor pieces. It's not yes. it's in its skin pieces as well. So like you buy them as skins. <laughs> And yeah, you can buy a hat. I can, can buy live just my this. life as yeah. a fisherman now. There are I don't have to fishing poles yeah. that you can acquire. Yeah, different fishing poles. Yeah, I've only got oh, one yeah. so uh, far. 
There's also the super cute uh, dragon scarf, which is my personal favorite. Yes, I, I love that. it. It doesn't look great in a series, but I haven't tried it on, wow. our, on other classes yet because it's small. I mean, let's be real. You picked an Asura. What were you expecting? <laughs> oh, <shut> Sorry. <laughs> I can't hear you. Well, I believe you're cutting you. out, Ruth. Uh, Kruf. <laughs> I, believe, I believe you're cutting out. Sorry. Damn, What's that? Fired on the Asuras. <laughs> You're fired? What? I learned you... <laughs> to appreciate Asura more. Now you're being fired for the 15th time. I mean, uh, I may mean it this time. <laughs> I'll let you, you can come back next week. Um, <laughs> yes. Thank you. Also. Awesome, Nick. Thank you very much. For... <laughs> oh, this is incredibly important, and it does need to be said. Uh, Nick has canonized mine and Kruf's ship name, which is Roof. <laughs> I mean, I say like... Roof. I said Roof by accident just now. Yeah, it's still did. a thing. Yeah. Um, and we can yeah. say like, you know, I don't know. Like, uh, I'm gonna just put out there our tagline. Maybe like, raise the roof or something. Raise I don't the know. Roof. Raise <laughs> the roof. Funnily enough, when I was first tar- starting my uh, streaming <laughs> endeavors back in 2014, in the old heart of the mist, there was this roof that I happened to always log into and just be on and then stream coined it the crew roof and then oh. the crew roof has since um been destroyed destroyed so oh no we don't, it doesn't but exist this then. is the, this is the <laughs> next evolution mist. of the roof yeah it's like the roof. the roof can never be destroyed if it's in our hearts the roof the roof the roof oh. is on fire <laughs> i would probably yeah. i would rather prefer i prefer that song song reference essentially <laughs> We don't need no water. Let them up. In a dramatic Shakespearean uh, recitement. Yes, yes. It was very good. It was very good. Uh, All right. I like this. Yeah, we'll accept it. I'll accept that as canon. I like that. Okay. Good ship name. <laughs> we, we need canon for the live bringers, to be fair. Yeah. <clears throat> it's important. We've canons. got You're amazing Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Aether Blades. Um, so, yeah, but that fishing outfit is awesome. Awesome touch. There is some good touches throughout the story. You're able to also get access to armor pieces, whether or not you like it and it's your fashion desiredness. That is another thing altogether. But you get access to different skins in the game. Another thing that's been really good is they've, which I don't think they've done before, is they've had sales for all the things in Guild Wars Two, like throughout as well, which has been really, really awesome. Um, Hello, okay. Connor. Hello, Connor. And Connor Fallon's there as well. Yay! Hello. I am Hello. a fan of Connor's tweets. Yeah, they're good. They're yeah. good. Oh my gosh. Okay, so we're we're not there yet. <laughs> we're not there yet. No. Oh, are, we you know are we talking about the city? Are we talking about the city? Are we talking about the city? Hot. Did you guys? Yeah, where there's a little, a little, just a little. And I love what they did. We I don't have footage of it. I'm sorry. Oh feel bad uh, i think i had mentioned something oh, right. uh, the exact uh, the exact thing that happens when you get to that location i absolutely love it oh it's very good we'll get there eventually we'll get there eventually uh, um but i did i went there on a win like, and i, I did cackle it. i did cackle very hard <laughs> it really got me it was good <laughs> but without jabro here we really got oh yeah we can talk about the second map or the third map and Let's we can talk, talk about, about story anything. spoilers now because Spoil okay. i'm just kidding connor, uh, sorry, connor oh my gosh i was reading connor's name and <laughs> so, um i'm sorry jebro can't control us anymore um jebro right. can't control us Unleashed. anymore we are wild and free <laughs> what would we do Okay, let's think I can of, hear oh, you the no. whole time. Okay, I'm just knocking Great. on the wall to, to, to instruct that the things are going on. We're gonna talk. We're just they're just gonna get messy right here, all over the place. Okay, all over the stream, 
all over my brand new artwork. I oh, mean, God. good lord. I, I did not agree. Uh, I, I like how Aurora know. Peachy Please starts raiding the stream, way. and just as that happens, I just start talking about absolute filth. I actually think. I think it's I think it's actually Aurora Peachy's fault. I'm not gonna no, lie. No, no, no. Aurora sure Peachy has done nothing wrong in her this entire life. We love her. This is the Don't second time. Don't blame you. Oh, no, I, no I'm not saying this is a bad thing. I'm saying this is a good thing. Peachy's just oh, undercover. Great. Okay, so it's Stargo, <laughs> like, Stargo Gold Claw. So we are in the proper domain. Great, uh, we're already in. in you want to talk town, about? So do, do you want to talk about Snaggle? Because this is probably one of my highlights of the entire game. I haven't actually like convened with Snargle yet. Am you I missing do out? need to be fired again, unfortunately. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Please pick up your pink slip. It is oh. in the mail. <laughs> Can I at least get Bring it with you next week. <laughs> You're getting paid? Oh. Uh, I did, wasn't supposed to say that. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, uh, yeah, no, Snargle is one of my highlights of this entire game ever. Um, and yes, he is incredible, <laughs> and I think we should spend the rest of the podcast probably just talking about Snargle, even though I know we have other topics. Can this but, uh, podcast just be us reading Snargle Gold Claw novels? <laughs> That's what we, was that the pre-show, or were we talking about the on-stream? Hold on, I'm just going to pull up I can't remember I now. Um, I do have to say that one of my, one of the things that has been giving me life recently has been specifically um, Morgan Lockhart talking, yes. about, talking about all the writing in the game, but particularly Snargle. And this particular tweet is one of my favorite things I think I've ever heard written, uh, which is that Morgan said, if my legacy is making every game I go to more queer, saucier, and putting all the characters through <laughs> therapy, I will be happy. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw you retweet that. I had to reply. I was like, if you need a therapist, like, to, to like, confer with, I will be there. Like, I will give you the lines. I will give you, I'll give you the information. But you're right. Like, there is, oh man, I don't know. I don't know what it is about this expansion, but it's just it, it hits. It hit. It hits so differently it in slaps. so many ways. Like this expansion slaps. The Ebonlaw Covenant. By Snargle Wolcott. And if it's about Snargle, they might slap your cheeks. I'm ready, Boots. Right, if you actually got it. could hardly comprehend what he just witnessed. Ooh. Suddenly it all made sense. Oh. Why Smolder and Empress Jenny had been willing to forget years of hostilities. Oh. Why they suddenly spoke so positively about the potential of an alliance between Char and humans. Potential. Alliance. <laughs> he clutched his mane as furious tears matted his cheeks. Oh. How could Smolder even look at Jenny that way? What about her furless figure? She could possibly appeal to that rugged, tough, well-groomed char such as they. Burn it all. The mouse didn't even have horns. <laughs> How no, did no one appreciate the gentle curve of horns anymore? Smolder's place is by my side, as my ally, as my confidant, as my intimate, as my... Intimate. No. Rude Legion would not stand for this, not if Runebanger had his way. And that was it. Rune Banger? <laughs> is that Rune his Banger. name? That's his you name, Rune Banger. He's called Rune Banger? His... Yes, clearly. Yeah. What oh my god, that's amazing. I'm trying to find uh, the bit where I find <laughs> Oh my god. Wow, that was everything I needed and more in my life today. Oh, 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 oh I found the bit. I found the bit. I found the bit. Oh, do you want to hear it? Do you want to hear the word? Do you want to hear it on stream? Sure, but, go for it. Like, Rune Banger? Um, <laughs> I have got, I found the bit of footage where I'm like... <laughs> 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 but you 
you can't. I finally got to the point where I wasn't laughing about that nonsense. I've got to say that today... I also realize that there are new viewers to this stream that don't realize that that was a callback. It was an inside joke. Yes, if you'd like to hear the full discussion on how much Jeff loves Fitz, go go back in the VOD, go back. Hi, everyone that has just come into the stream, as well as everyone who's listening, watching for the first time ever. There has been previously 40 episodes of the Lightbringers podcast. This is episode 41. If you have come here, we don't swear blatantly and everything else. There is many double entendres. There is me, or however you say that in a different way. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how we say it in England. Um, There is many... There is many... There's much naughtiness discovered on this stream, basically. So um, I know I know you love it when I say that it that way. I know I say doable. Um, I love I love how British people I know like go halfway to trying to do French and then just stop. I know it's because there's it's just a natural order of things. I don't know why there's just this weird way that we can't talk properly sometimes. Like even though the English language comes from there, like we can't say it. Right, okay. You yeah. talk wonderfully. I love hearing you say it, especially you Dublin. talk good. I can't say it properly. It's because I'm one of my comedy songs with comedy shows and they never say it properly. So I just got it from there. I learned my very early age language from a very, very bad TV show, which is bad. Well, that's not bad. I learned most of my science at a young age from Magic School Bus. So that's no, that's good, isn't it? That's pretty decent, <laughs> that's pretty, though. It's pretty good boots. It's pretty nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, welcome everyone that just We're came right? over. Also, uh, like 20 people just left, as I started to say, double entendre, <laughs> so I guess that's just a thing. Um, and yeah, we have a very awesome podcast with three amazing guests. Um, they are here probably the most consistently. Aurora Peach has actually been on the, sh- the first show, and then come one or two others as well since. So we've had some different people on there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Whenever Jebro mm-hmm. kicks me off, someone else gets to I never kick you off. You just can't. Cut. I just I like Teletubbies. Anyway, um Okay, there is so, <laughs> There's Kippo and we have indeed Snargle and they're talking about the books and things. Now, this is the fanciest chart I've ever seen. If you see Bonnie he is a beautiful icon. He yes. is a legendary icon and creator and artiste. And his hair is just looking better than ever. His fur is just so well groomed and so beauteous. I love is, it. Did you do you remember in the library here as well? There's a library and there's someone signing books about Super Adventure Box. Have you found that yet? That's his assistant who usurped him. Yeah. This is a, there is a whole story. I completely oh, forgot about all of this. But I drama. but like the thing the fact that they're there signing oh, yeah. books. Like I was like, what? They've actually linked this back into the like that, everything and I was just like, what? Like that actually I just yeah. I was yeah. I, I do have to ask all of you cuz this is pretty crucial. What's your favorite Snuggle Gold Claw ship? Because I think there's one answer and I know it, but I'm curious what yours might be. And it's okay if you don't know. I, I and you're don't not... know one. Okay, and? It's, it's Murloc and Logan, isn't it? You're correct. That is the best okay. one. It is you the best. <laughs> <laughs> is there a place where you can find all of them? Because I don't think I know them all. I mean, you could read all the books. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can go back and look at them. No, but like, is there one? Novels. Are they? <laughs> the graphic, graphic novels. Are they on like? Make their own stories. All <laughs> Thank you, Rita. Really. Snuggle Gold Claw on the... On the... 
Uh, is it on the wiki? Yeah, have all the if you did the collection initially, I believe you can go back to Eye of the North and read the oh, okay. ones you collected there in the bookshelf. Um, I Which we talked about that. I've tweeted about that library thing feature ages ago, and there's kind of a mini one in the game. I just need it like in, in a home instance where I can build a house and also put stuff in there. I feel like I should do like ASMR readings of these books you should you definitely Please, should. tell me when it's happening <laughs> thank you tonight <laughs> so, oh, oh my gosh okay i'll be there i'll be I, there i actually think we should get our 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 local reader geek to do that as well something reader oh, does on their patreon which is very we very did awesome. do we did do dramatic readings of them um when i first did the collection oh. on stream and i laughed so hard uh, i mean Kruf, i very much am all about what you said that i think we should do actual like stage <laughs> like yes. we should dramatically read them as though this were like a really formal script reading i think it would be the best we could play different roles and you know we'll consider this again for the future of the podcast or some other event to be determined uh, but Snargle and or anything, uh, any of these other little like nods in the zones really are some of the highlights. You have to go find them. Go look around. Like oh there are so God. many great NPCs and his continuing um, presence in the game brings me glee and joy. And if you haven't actually done the collection originally, you get a title from it. Is it romantic? I have that one on. I, I can't remember if it's romantic or if it's if there's a different word uh you get a title for doing all of the original romance novel collection and it's very good yeah romantic yeah 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 which is and has forever been since my title that i have on so <laughs> this is reminds me of xing jay because oh. i'm exclusive do you know now you i'm assuming people have played Elseworlds, scrolls right this just reminds me of like the last the argonian maid mm so hard. Why was it not happy ending, Connor? Why was it not happy ending? Oh my god, Connor. Connor, we're gonna need a new one. We're, we're gonna, gonna need, need you one. to come back. <laughs> I would never tell you how to do this or what you should implement into this game, but I'm just saying. Uh... <laughs> By the way, yeah, Connor, were you also involved in the in the fishing mastery called Master Caster? I really don't think it's that close. I'm sorry. I don't well, it's think not it close. Is. I'm just. I'm just. My <laughs> point is. My point is that they made oh, the no. fishing mastery master caster to tell the audience that they understand that you could make puns with that. the word master and fishing, yes. but then did not go any further than that. Yes. I just think it just flew over my head. I mean, it, like it's a pretty. It, it, what you don't get the master caster thing. I mean, let's no, like, think I, about I the different things you can use with your no, no, fishing no, no, yeah. rod. <laughs> yeah, 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 there's, yeah, there's I got that. The but line. That's where my <laughs> and, first went, and I'm surprised, because okay. that's usually where I live. Crypto, that's true, true. Have you been feeling okay recently? No. You okay? Oh, I think okay. I have to take a multivitamin. Oh, no. Well, a yes, multivitamin? That's, like a that's, that's true. That's true. I've, anyway. got, I've got a vitamin D. <laughs> I've got vitamin D. <laughs> Oh, wow. All right, Jebro, take your vitamins. Get that vitamin D up in there. <laughs> Jebro, you're incredible. <laughs> take that dose. Take that dose. Let's see. Okay, what are some other things that we needed to talk about today? Because I, for Let's one, go talk about dragons. For the first <laughs> time ever, 
for the first time ever in this podcast, <laughs> I will be the one to make a sail into cleaner, right. purer mm -hmm. waters. You do it pretty often. I think you should give oh, yourself more you, credit. Chris. Oh, thank you. Thank you. No, Chris. no, no. Wait, wait. Hold on. There are, cleaner waters water? ahead. <laughs> there are cleaner waters ahead, I which will lead to dirtiness. I'm dredging us out of degeneracy, and okay. I am sailing us into cleaner waters here. Do we want to talk about my trin? Because that is technically on this map. And oh, my God. oh yes, strike missions. Ooh, yeah. uh, I haven't done the strike mission yet. That we're gonna do. We're gonna do a different. We're gonna do a different show for strike missions, for sure. Well, if that's what you wanted to talk about, I have not done them yet. I'm not gonna. No spoilers, but they are so good. Okay, they're good. <laughs> right, that's good. Well, that that'll do. Um, let me just check my notage. Is there anything else you want to talk about before we talk about Dragon Z? I just want to have a look quick. Oh yeah, the language. Something that was. Oh yeah, there we go. Um, I noted specifically while I was playing. Normally, I write notes while I play through Good or C content, but I ended very quickly because I just couldn't. I couldn't keep up. Um, there was an event, and they said "asshole" in one of the events. Like There's it was like there was a lot of swearing bouncing around yeah. in this expansion. There was. There's a nice. lot of ass. Mm. Well, it's called the ends of dragons. Oh, you got a point there, oh, that's true. Look, he's sleepy. Oh my god, he's sleepy dog. Hey, oh, sorry, Boots's dog has jumped up, and now this entire podcast is just about this, and that's what. That's okay, I we can have. we can acknowledge the dog. <laughs> acknowledge um, no. that. But I mean, for all of our degeneracy aside, uh, this was a little bit of a spicier expansion. I mean, even really? the snargle, the snargle dialogue, and or some of the stuff that you overhear is like. It's really up there. There's a lot of talk about how, how hard the trees are in Echo Vault, which is really a gem. Uh, it's very good. So, yeah, it does seem like they were pushing a little bit more. It's not like this game has ever necessarily, though, been, I would say, puritanical in any... You know what I mean? But it does feel like uh, we went a little bit harder on the humor and a little bit more intense on some of the other elements as well. I mean, it's a teen game, and it was very much teen humor. I, res I respect it. Um, there's also a character that pops up uh, at the end, and she is very, very fun. No spoilers, but it's also um, yeah, 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 spicy. yeah. There is, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. And I was like, oh no, like, you can't Girl say. Boss, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I'm not gonna say what it is, but like, Girl Boss Gatekeep and Gaslight. You yeah, better, there was, you better work. there was a lot. I mean, it's. I definitely feel like they've started to realize their audience a little bit more <laughs> as we've gone on through the years as being a lot more adult. And I think because MMORPGs, I mean, I think a lot of the people who get into MMORPGs now are, I, I was going to say just adults, but it's actually adults and they're kids. And like, so a lot of the time it's a lot of people's kids um, because they just love it so much and they want to share that experience. So there's, there's a bit of a gap. I think like it's almost to the point of Simpsons humor where you know you can miss these things until you get older you'll get it um and that's why i appreciate the humor because it's that kind of level um and a bit like i guess kind of yeah yeah kind of simpsons-esque um is there any yeah no simpsons uh, no simpsons no spoilers please <laughs> no simpsons in allowed in chat um if you get if you get time down something it's not it's nothing personal it's just uh making sure peeps don't get spoilered 
uh, before. This we're talking about the first map um, specifically. We're not talking massively about story. We'll maybe talk about story leading to the second map. But we've already been, we've already gone for really a long time already, and I want to make sure we do this so we have boots in the conversation as well. Um, but we are going to be talking about Dragon's End unless anyone wants to yeah. talk. about I mean, something honestly, else. Uh, I, I have fifteen minutes left. So it, honestly, if you guys want to talk about Dragon's End, I could do it. I don't feel the need to though. <laughs> Like it was brought up when I was streaming. Um, we can talk about uh, it for a short period. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, it's, like, I think if it's you guys pattern. want to go in depth with it, I'm all for it. Please do. I'm not really, but I'm not really. Let's have a philosophical debate. <laughs> I, I think. I think it's, this... the problem is so. Like I'm on tea time, right? Yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, I used to be a lot, but now not so often. Oh. But oh, uh, fine. But like it's something that I mean that that conversation <laughs> is something that I've had so many times i know you have i know you have I this haven't. is, this I'm is hungry. Not, you will not have that same conversation here probably i mean it, it's it's very it's a different group of people as well i think like it's and i mean that respectfully i don't mean that in a negative way it's always good to have these discussions with different people especially just just our podcast as well what we try to do here i feel like it, it's different um it's very level-headed a lot yeah of we, we're, we're a bit we're a bit more chill I mean, we're, we're more chill than most podcasts, but we're also more filthy as well. So we're like, <laughs> chill filth. <laughs> so, what do you want to, am, am I being honest here? Yes. Super chill, but definitely horny on main. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. It's true. Um, but no, I, I like to, I'm watching something like, you know, I know a lot of people are going on there. I'm on there from time to time, you know, so I don't have anything against it, but like, it's it always great, good to get different. Is, the point is that I've had that conversation a lot. I know. And I, I know. I'm like yeah, kind of a little is. bit done with uh, that with it. particular conversation. That's okay. I get it. And no it's worries. a tough conversation to have. We, we, it is important because it's present right now. And I feel like we should talk about it a little bit. Um, just as like a an I even if it's like a light bringers slash point of view on it on it, which I think is good to have. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you don't know and you're listening to the light bringers and you like don't want to be spoilered for a later map for a later experience and you're watching the stream as well, please exit <laughs> because we will be talking about something which is happening later in the game. How you get access to potentially a, uh, the turtle mount. Um, as well as just some of the experiences later in the game and maybe some negative experiences that people have had. Um, so, you know, there is a little bit of that. I have done the event a few times um, with the lovely and amazing Faeus as my commander, which has been just... Abs- they are just amazing. Um, and I didn't even know it was them the first time, uh, <laughs> to be honest. Um the event is wonderful. The main contention for a lot of people is the fact that they couldn't get a mount. I feel like that's basically the gist of everything. Um, when, as gamers, especially, and this, I'll hark back onto my comment from uh, this is 2022, um, and people are a little bit less, a little bit more, in, maybe impatient. They want the things, they want the shiny. Um, that plays a little bit into it as well. As well as access, which is my main gripe with this, and I said this very early on, especially because the event isn't isn't easy um, right now, and and because the mount is a fun, fluffy thing. I think you know it's a fun. Like it's it's touted as one of the main things for the expansion, but it's really behind a wall that is not accessible. But they're changing it, which is fantastic. So that's already good. 
I also think that for the launch of a brand new expansion and then a brand new experience, which many people aren't even part of yet, um, that people got so irate about this and the anger and frustration and the disrespect towards streamers, towards people in the map, the way people talk to each other, um, devs, uh, Anet, forums, Reddit... Gives me, oh yeah, we all go to Reddit because that's so helpful. Um, and like, was just to, to a level where I was just like, wow, that's that we're there. Some people are really there, and they've been, but the problem is they've been there for a long time. Um, and it, it was just, I think there were some different attitudes from you know content creators as well. There was some clashing there between different creators, which I think is fine. You know, I think that just happens. People have their different opinions on things, and that's okay. Um, I'm going to say that part of me, I, 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 I will always champion the person who can't get access to a thing. That's my, that's my where I come from for players for people. That's what I'm thinking about. And also for a little bit for myself. I don't really care about... Get, like, I care about getting the turtle and I want to get it. I also like to experience challenge. And I like to experience yes. working for something. That is my personal, unique outlook on things. But it's not that easy for everyone to do that. Some people don't have the accessibility to have that time to be able to do the thing they don't have the two hours to do an event or the minimum of two hours to do an event they don't have the they literally can't you know they may have one hand for example they may have loads of stuff going on like i'm one of my good friends you know he plays with like what someone in our stream literally plays with a foot pedal or play with one hand like there's different things there's different things into this fight and this experience where i'm like people just want to get on the damn mountain ride around with it on like with someone else so it's a two-player mount just give them the flipping mount like you know for a way also there is another side where i'm like i want to earn this outright but you will be able to have that option in the future what i want to know from all of you is just general feelings because i'm rambling um because <laughs> i'm very good at that is that you know how do you feel about this like how do you feel about the event for for start like what do you think about the actual encounter because i think that's an important thing to talk about because i really flipping like it i go really like it it's so good there is it so is... many good things about this but amazing. let's talk about that first then let's talk about that first sorry i rambled everyone that was listening I'm just, it's just a passionate thing i think boots is like yeah i've had this 10 times but like, <laughs> like, let's talk about the actual event itself. Like, what what was engaging and fun for you, everyone? I, I, I echo many things that you have said, Jebro. Um, I'm sorry, my but I this this was the meta that felt like a true group endeavor where it required more than just grouping up sometimes, uh, especially early days. I think this is also something that we have to keep in mind that it just really turned one week old. So at the time, especially day three, day four, when more people were getting to that point, it really compelled people to at least talk more actively in chat and to say, hey, I can provide this spoon, I can provide this spoon, I can give you some heals. And maybe with people communicating at least at that level and setting squads a bit more um, intentionally than other meta events would, you know, 
allow you to just comfortably join and not go into that discussion. I liked this meta event for that reason. It felt like an elevated meta event that has not been seen in in modern Guild Wars 2 for some time. I know there was more challenges in the past with Dequaddle and Triple Trouble, but it's been years since we've seen something that felt akin to that level. And I really appreciated this challenge. And I've only, I only did it four times. I got it on my fourth try. And I've had a really fun experience, I think, because I wasn't farming this. And I didn't, I wasn't like bashing my body against this, Mm -hmm. Um, which maybe could have been a reason why people had a less than a pleasant experience with with this um so i took it that (laughs) approach and with that approach i've had a really amazing time i tell everyone so this was a lesson that i majorly learned when i was doing competitive overwatch you heard me and i had so much fun trying to work for certain things or brackets or things like that but i also found myself getting the most like truly twisted up and like just salty about stuff in a way that like I had never really experienced in video games before because they had always been about joy for me you know like even when things were really hard or like I was really getting like there were a few games I can think of where you know I rage quit because like maybe a boss was just too much or something but it really wasn't until I started playing competitive in that particular game that I started to notice these cycles that affect us as gamers. And a lot of times this happens, especially in MMOs where we have, again, time reward cycles that continue to go. So we have to be careful ourselves to realize when we are done and like when we need to take a break. And this is something that people like don't talk about a lot in regards to these games, right? Um, uh, and when it comes to stuff like this, but I find that, I mean, like you said, Kruf, if you are just like bashing your head against the wall on something, if you are every single time you run it, just compounding on this negative mindset of, oh, and this time we're probably going to fail again, and then you fail again, right? That narrative becomes so deeply ingrained in you that you go into everything already thinking two words into that. You go into everything thinking like, oh, and this time it's going to be terrible. And and it's something that we have to keep our own eyes on because I think it's easy to forget in these cycles why we play games in the first place. Um, and to me, I just did this meta for the first time yesterday. I I mean, I said earlier on Seitong that I couldn't remember the last time that in a game like a map had had just struck me as like I remember how incredible it was the first time I ever set my foot in a game and there was a whole world to explore and coming into this last map uh there's no other way they could have done this in a sense because this is a culmination of 10 plus years of story this is something that I mean Kruf like you said I think we need to see in the game that And again, we have to remember that this is something we're going to be running for a very long time. So we have to, in our minds as well, keep this kind of timeline in mind. Um, There's a lot of stuff that's going to have to be adjusted. But just as far as my first reactions went, I felt a delight in this meta. I loved it. The storytelling, the way that it culminates, the way that they tie together every single one of the dragons. I was running it today on stream and I had people that have never shown interest in Guild Wars 2 who were like, what is, what is this? And I went, it's Guild Wars 2. <laughs> like, I was like, play the game. It's amazing. Because, you know, we're on that last platform, the culmination of 
everything, the music, the way they use the tracks from all of the different expansions, the way that we're fighting these enemies that literally for years we have been learning how to deal with, the way that like you get those incredible voice lines at the end that are just like tearing through you. I hadn't seen until today the phase when you go into the orbs and then you're jumping on the things and the the specters of those we've lost along the way speak to you and i was just like overcome so all of that to say i think we have to remember that there are parts of our game that sometimes are bigger than us and our individual frustrations and that sharing those and especially for every new player that's walking into those maps every new player that's coming in for the very first time and going what is this what did i just get caught up in and then they have that moment where they go this is guild wars 2 we make that moment we make it as a community we make it as the devs who create this game and put it out there for us and the way that we react in those moments is what will make the difference between somebody falling in love with that this is guild wars 2 and saying it like this is guild wars 2 this is the community people are this mad mm-hmm. people are th- oh i don't know if i want to keep playing this game i thought it was kind of cool it's and the main like, problem you're right you're you hitting on you're hitting oh that's the main that's i think i didn't even i forgot to even mention that it's the <laughs> main it's one of the main things because like you if you think about reddit and how many people like people do go to reddit to look at the game community for, especially for mmorpgs because like you want to get a gist of sometimes the feeling and the you know the general vibe i will say of like maybe a community sometimes and reddit is not a good reflection of this community whatsoever i'm sorry like whatever you think it's just not <laughs> it's just not um, they're shining they're shining moments of course and then a yeah, lot yeah, of yeah. times pounding of frustration no. yeah. um and and you're dead on you know i mean and i think you know and the, the problem is is that now there were videos talking about that very fact and I think it's even advertising it more. And it's it's very interesting, you know, and they're getting thousands upon thousands of watch. Some of the most watched views on videos at the moment is how the community is reacting to this one thing that is just overshadowing the... For, well, might overshadow, sorry, the awesomeness that has come out from this, truly has come out from this expansion, which is which concerns me massively. I think it concerns all of us. It's a very good point. Yeah, true. Carry on. Sorry. Oh, no. I mean, that's just really it. Like, okay. there are viable critiques to be made about this, and they've already adjusted a lot of stuff in a way that I think is showing that they are really paying attention to this with nuance, right? Again, not like nerfing it into the ground, but adjusting how these rewards go. Um, even mentioning in the recent post that there are they are reconsidering how other rewards are paced and other things and like yeah. uh, other possible rewards for this meta. So all of that is totally totally valid. Um, and and to my or to the community's credit, of the three runs that I did, the first one I did was a an abysmal salt fest, and I witnessed some of the worst behavior I have yeah. literally ever seen in this game. I mean, it was terrible. It was actually awful. It was reportable level. Like it was really bad. The other two runs were fantastic. We had like a 10% or under wipe at the end, at the very end. But people were encouraging. They were talking about the mechanics. They were trying to like open the conversation. So again, we set the tone that we want to be in, in the games that we're in. So that's, sorry, it's a long ramble here, but you're right. There's how do you, you can't really put that in a, (laughs) it's difficult to really round it up in like a minute or so. Right. 
But this did like put a spotlight on the great qualities about the community of people stepping up to lead and to say, hey, I have an open spots. So my, my arms are open for people to come and engage in this content in a way that they might have a higher chance of success. Yeah. It got I took a lot of umbrage and felt like a deep disappointment when that opening, that announcement of that we are trying to help people was met with very harsh personal attacks against people. And it does perplex me because this is an MMO. And I know that this is a game that has felt has allowed people to be extremely comfortable with uh, playing it in a more solo aspect, and that's great. But when you look at the game as a whole, this is one small percentage of content of, uh, when you juxtapose it to the entire game of Guild Wars 2. Yeah. So people are allowed to have a lot of enjoyment with this because... It really is a rarity to see this in game, and it. I would understand if, like, Guild Wars Two suddenly was an entirely hardcore game that was Dark Souls level from the jump. That would be very jarring. But as I had mentioned, there, this expansion really has set a, a progressive um, difficulty increase throughout its events, throughout its uh, instances, and so I understand why this one was the most uh, challenging, and I. That's why I really respected it, but it. It seems like people maybe tunnel visioned to that point without looking at the other, you know, without looking at the entire scope of of the product. Uh, and yeah, it, it just became really unfortunate. And um, I had like a moment on stream where I got kind of emotional, just being like, I cannot believe that. Like, from the things that I've heard from people, it was really um, surprising. Hi, with back. that said, oh, hi, welcome back. <laughs> welcome back. Hey. <laughs> with that said, I do agree that I, I prefer to have the discussion of talking about mechanical balance rather than philosophy of hardcore elitism versus like toxic casualism and you know um, feeling like you are entitled to get something immediately and then the, the clash between those groups. It's, that's the conversation that I've had so way yeah. too many times. Yeah. I, mean, I, I think the, the that's conversation... That's when you get into a yeah. spiral of like, the, you're not going to yes. win. Well, the, the conversation the, should... The, it boils down to... Be nice to each other. Yeah, it's <laughs> not that difficult, yeah. really. And, and I think, but I think we do forget there is, there is, you know, there is a willingness to forget that people don't aren't able to do things like other people are able to do, and that's a fine conversation to have. I think, like you that's... know, having that access, and it's partly to do with mechanics, but it's also people just not remembering. Like, I think one of the main things which really griped me was like, you know, people don't have enough. They don't not playing a supportive builder. They don't have stacks of this and stacks of that. And it's like people don't know how to do this stuff yet. I think patience is something where I'm like, wow, people just don't have patience anymore. Like, do we need to learn this? Should that I mean, be it something? An issue. That... It is an issue that, like, you know, at this stage in the game, ten years down the line, it, a lot of the player base doesn't know how to do that yet. Yeah, but we're, this we've been we've been talking on this podcast about new I players, know, and so, this yeah, is the problem. Yeah. But so it's, it's like, not it's not a problem that they don't know how to do it. It's an issue that they get to the end game mm -hmm. and no, I'm saying that exactly. That's what I'm saying. That right. it, the, the problem isn't they don't know how to do it. The problem is that they are they need to do it. 
Yeah. Ah, okay, I understand. Thing. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, maybe more, more, and that that can then lead to the mechanical kind of conversation of like, you know, so what mm. do we do to tell people that they should do this? I mean, is there? I mean, other than maybe NPCs shouting out, which I think they kind of... By playing the other metas. Do? I, I, people yep. didn't go... People have not... I don't believe people are running the other map metas as no. much as they are with Dragon's Stand. They want the tail. They want the tail. <laughs> That's what those, they want. Metas, those metas encourage you to, to move, to dodge, to do break bars, to really pay attention to positioning. But people, as I said, I feel like people kind of just went straight to end game when they maybe yeah. weren't expecting it. And then when they were met with that, they got caught up in, in the whole moment and just kept going and going and going and didn't realize, like, maybe this isn't the time to yeah. try it. I wonder what that decision was made to tie the tail. So, can you imagine if I that hadn't? Say, I like the turtle. I mean, I don't mind the turtle. I don't mind it being there. It just feels yeah. like because if people are um, critiquing the reward system, yeah, the only one true like absolute best reward really is the final you know, mount, the siege turtle. And mm -hmm. I think it's smart that it's there is a silver lining. Even if you don't have the Siege Turtle, you can still interact with Siege Turtles and you get to partake in the Gunner Seat. So if it was like a solo I guess so. mount, that would feel maybe a bit more painful if there was like a really fast, it was a permanent flying mount. Mm. Um, this is something that you'll see more of and be able to engage more of as True. time goes on. I think it's it, difficult, like... That's the thing, though. You want the thing. You, I'm sorry, you just do. Everyone does. They want the thing. So, I'm sorry, Chris. I, I, I love I, your face. But no, like, but it's, want I, the thing. But it's not. <laughs> I just want the thing. I have seen Boots over here wanting to say something. Sorry, Boots. Sorry. Sorry, 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 sorry. I, I do have a question. So, does anybody know for certain uh, whether or not there are any rare rewards, like a infusion or something, tied to the event? I don't think an infusion, but I've mm. seen like some some back. I, I know, like, but it's only been a couple of weeks, so it's po it's it is yeah. possible that just nothing has dropped yet. But I'm guessing we're we're assuming that nothing's tied to it as, as of yet. So that that might explain why they tied the turtle to it, because to say this is the big reward. Um, mm. But that's it's kind of short sighted. Because eventually people will have their turtles and then they won't want to repeat it because it's not for anything else. They're working. They've said they're working on that. I think. Draw, I know they are. They yeah, are. Yeah. Yeah. Which is good. Good. It is good. It's, it's difficult here because there. I can see the balancing act that went into this, right? Yeah. Um, given the actual zone itself and the thematic nature of it, the fact that the Jade Sea is traditionally where the Luxons were. This is where we encountered these kinds of turtles. In Guild Wars 1 factions, this is where we've seen them used in this kind of way back in, like, Luxon society and, and how they kind of... I mean, gosh, it's actually one of my favorite parts of Guild Wars 1 when you go there and you see all the, like, houses and stuff that they've built on top of these huge turtles. So, like, thematically, I understand why it's there and I understand mm. why it's tied to this meta. And I think that maybe they felt like, you know... I mean, again, if something is slightly more difficult... Anything that I think they would have put there that players really would have wanted would have led to this kind of conversation, if that yeah. makes sense. It is tough mm. with the turtle in particular, because as we've talked about, it has been billed as like one of the big features of the expansion. And um, I think that, again, having they've already said this and they're doing it, they're putting in an alternate way for you to get it, which is fantastic. They listened super quickly and they're implementing it. So again, I don't even think any of us need to like I, I, this is not me saying to us. This is me saying to everyone, yeah. any of us. 
like need to really worry about that element anymore yeah. because I mean, again, it's something where it's going to mm -hmm. be a null point when this goes through. Same it doesn't even matter. Panics. Yes. So it's like, to me, I think that it, um, you know, I do hope they increase rewards in the sense that like for that time investment, when you compare it to something like Drizzlewood, right, where it's broken up into those segments so that you can join for various parts, there's all the different achievements, there's Pretty the honor, there's all yeah. kinds of stuff that goes with it. So that if you join in and you're only on one part, you still feel like you get something, you still feel like, oh, hey, I made it. And if you stay for the whole thing, there's a ton of stuff you can work towards, you know what I mean? So... I think that with them revisiting the rewards for this, seeing something a little bit more like that, where each of the phases gets their own kind of collection of rewards, you obviously have the buff, which makes a massive difference for the last boss. But again, that's mm. something that a lot of players will not pick up on necessarily, unless yeah. people are saying, do all the events to get the buff. Um, mm. But if you have it broken up into sections, and then even if they added some kind of, and there might be, because I haven't looked yet, but if they added some kind of like, longer term collection something like the memories of otter or something like that that could be tied to our final boss there again i think that allows people to engage with it if they want and not engage with it if they don't i think no matter what people will probably still have their feelings and feel those about you know what's going on but, <laughs> but you just um, i think they, that goes back to what you said earlier you know about taking a break like just like i feel yeah. like people are still getting frustrated about this but like for, uh, yeah. I want to say like I, I don't want to invalidate people's feelings because that is something that could easily be done but like as, at the end of the day go and do something else like you can you have control over this and sure it may feel a little bit there are I think there are processes in games which can feel like you need the thing and are sometimes predatory I get that but this is a place where you have control to, and and I know that people may not have that control, and they may have, they may need to do that thing, and it's just something. It's like a focus, and that is where the frustration lies. So that that frustration then spills out into other places, whether or not it's online, in your guild, in map chat, whatever, and they need to release that frustration. I would say honestly, like. If you're going to get mad, get mad, but think about your actions and where you're putting your rage because that your rage is yours. I don't want it. I'm pretty sure no one here wants it. And I'm pretty sure no one in the map gives a fuck about it. So go and throw that in the okay. bin and like do write a journal. Okay. I, I have resources for, to help you with your rage. I will give you those. I probably will make a command specifically for it. But we have not, we don't, I don't care about your rage. Like at the end of the day, like people don't want to hear it. It's, it's toxic. And I don't it's, care that you broke just your arm. Filling, it just fills up <laughs> negative space. Like we can, we can yeah. be angry about things, but be critical and constructive with it. You know, turn that anger into something constructive. If you can do that, that's a really good, like critical, <laughs> critical, constructive, like criticism is very good skill to have if you can learn that skill if you go and learn it and like come back to the forums devs people in your community and do that and use that skill like you're gonna you're gonna grow as a fucking person i'm telling you like do it but just don't just try not to put, just be the change that you want to see in the world that's all i'm gonna say it's easy just don't be a dick as well <laughs> that's another like one I said, it all boils down to don't be a dick it is yes, right. it just be nice to each other 
yeah. just calm down. And, and I'm not talk, talking about toxic niceness. Like there's, there's, okay, there's all these yeah. phrases that people have for like people being overly nice and PMA. Like you know, you can be, you can have a permanent permanent positive mental attitude and not be toxic with that like it, yeah. it's not like people don't know what that is they just don't like people being positive because they're not like it's just bollocks um <laughs> well, when when the, when the question about it Sorry. was asked about about everything like I, when i was streaming the when i was doing the last bit of the story on thursday uh tuesday um uh people were asking about the whole situation and and I, I guess I, I think I was being too flippant about it, but I essentially just said, I think everybody's got to just chill out. Yeah. Um, because maybe, maybe I have too much faith in ArenaNet, but I, when there's something this that's big, not, that's, that not, touches, that's not a bad when there's thing something to have. this big and has too much that like touches too many players i have faith that arena is gonna address it and fix it especially now so they they've communicated that they've done they want to do that kind did. of stuff and more. And they they you were, like, so you were fucking right at the end of the week <laughs> you know? they were even doing changes so it's not like it was just yeah. dropped and left and just it, it just amazes me how some people can I, I'm unlike you, though, know, Rook. When you start talking about the competitive side, I've been I've been like that for years. You know, I definitely still get that. I play Halo competitive now, and I still get that. I still get that rage. And I, you know, in PvP and Guild Wars, you watch my stream. Like, I will get sorted during the game. I'm not going to tell people though. I tell people we're on the stream, but like they're not in the game. And like, yeah, I'm just like, what? And I've changed that behavior over time because I've learned that you know, what's the point? I think it's it's one thing where we all have to look. Jeb, I liked what you said about about like the the idea of rage. That's your rage. That is yours to it have is. its own. And like, of course, there is a lot to be said about communicating and you know never bottling things up in a way. And like you said, journaling or venting it in different ways. But I just like to me, I honestly think more than anything, it takes just a bit of a change of mindset. Um, it's funny to me because I run metas. <laughs> <laughs> this might just be me i don't run metas and half like when i start running them half the time i don't even know what i'm gonna get from them i'm gonna be real with everybody i literally ran I drizzlewood i ran drizzlewood for like three weeks and people were like oh you working for the otter and i was like <laughs> no what's that <laughs> And then I found out about the Otter Collection. And I was like, oh, wow, yeah, it probably would have been way more efficient if I had been I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I actually don't even know what you're talking about. So, yeah, it's and I've so run it many good. times. I just like, so the, like the event. Yeah. There is this, like, bonus um, treasure hunting thing that you can uncover between the two maps where you follow yeah. this history about, like, you know, searching out these treasures and, and the history of, like, Norn in the region. And then that leads you to discovering that there are little bits of Otter, the Norn spirit, that have still been, um, like, they've been, like, scattered, right? Cool. So as you, as you run the uh, northern half of the map, uh, if you have this collection all unlocked and you've done the little treasure hunting thing ahead of time, um, you get these little like tidbits of otter. And then when you get enough of them, it creates an infusion where otter will appear around you as like a full spirit. Oh, that. Again. Oh, nice. When you said that, when you said little tidbits of otter, I was like, what? <laughs> that was kind of dark. We just got little bits of otters everywhere that we I collect. Mean, I mean, it's <laughs> There's like, a little fair What it is, though. But I mean, like, all of that. Is <laughs> oh, that's great, actually. Right? Like, I think we just have to change our mindset on things. Um, to yeah. me, like, 
a lot of people will be like, nobody will run these metas. And it is very possible. If there were no rewards, would people really want to do the time? It is something that is a question that has been asked so many times in MMOs. Um, but there are players like myself and other players who just like to play games to play games. And like... Yeah. I just like to do these events. I think they're epic. I think it's so fun to work together. I think the music, the composition, the steps, the story, that thrill, the scale that Guild Wars 2 does with them is incredible. So I think that like what that means to me is that like not everybody will be motivated by these things like I am. But if we start changing... But they even damn the well should be, Rook. <laughs> Sorry, I'm joking. <laughs> if, we start, if we start changing our own dialogues and the way that we perceive things to not always have to think first and foremost about like what will this give me um is it cool do you enjoy it are you having fun do you get any other game like i i think it's just about again it's about almost like changing those patterns of the way that we view stuff and engage with things and when you get too frustrated you step away when you have a problem you step away and i I think that's just a big lesson here um also Boots' dog is the cutest, and that's really the big so takeaway cute. from today. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I was wondering where you were pointing the camera at, and then, <laughs> in all honesty, at first, then I saw the dog, and I was, I was glad. <laughs> you're going to give feedback, talk about the mechanics, <laughs> talk yes, about recommendations yeah. for changes. It's, it, yeah, your opinions about players, and like, really, ju- like, the thing is, a lot of people, and I've, I saw some messages in chat, and I completely understand how you feel you know players but players aren't going to leave the game like players may leave the game because you know they they don't like the rewards and stuff if they want to do that then then honestly okay (laughs) you know what what do you want to do (laughs) like if they just gonna play the game just for the rewards i'm not sure that guild wars 2 maybe is going to be the game for them because i don't feel like from what we've talked about today and again we all do enjoy games in different ways like rook was saying like we've all said and, and yeah, sure, people do it for the rewards. They want the mountain stuff. They're going to be able to get the mountain in a different way. I think the continuance of it is, is something where, sure, just go with the frustration. That's okay. But don't, isn't just, you know, maybe work it out somewhere, somewhere else or with your friends or something. But I yeah. think, um, unless we've got any more, anything more pertinent to talk about that, I want to kind of end on a, I want to end on a more of a, I want to switch it around a little bit. Uh, the music and, is so good and we can talk yes. about the music for a moment if you want I do realise that Boots definitely probably has to go very soon that was my positive ending was just that the music is so good in the final and we can do an, in, an outro but I think generally like just, just to sum up what we've talked about today I think generally we have all enjoyed our, the experience of getting into uh, of launch of launch of End of Dragon this is pretty much what the stream's been about launch of End of Dragons the initial experience getting into the map the end game meta of sorry the end of map meta as well um fishing is fantastic there's lots to be i think a lot of what we have seen in the first map is very is a good indicator of the future actually to be honest i mean it, it just is because it's just there's so many different things to go into honestly that map could have been two three maps in all fairness it could easily easily could have been two maps could have been north and south like, you know, but I, I think it's good that they've got just uh, as one map because the scale is just so huge. Um, it's great. It's a fun... If you have not played End Dragons yet, get it. Go and do it. Just based on the map alone, you'll have tons of time of experience. Like, tons of joy is waiting for you. Um, yeah. If anyone wants I mean, to sum up their experience, go for it. 
I was going to say, in the chat, the question, is End of Dragons worth getting? We've only talked oh. about the first zone and the starting experience right here, but, like, this is... I feel very comfortable saying this. This is my opinion. Others will have theirs, but this is the best expansion I've ever played in Guild Wars 2. Spill. I mean, they no have, lies. like, straight up, this first zone alone comes out of the gate so hard i was blown away and ecstatic for this team there are a lot of discussions to be had about many different things but we have seen so many patches even day one we've seen so many tweaks there are so many moving parts there's so much happening in this expansion and it is phenomenal it is something that has made me more excited more hopeful and more just enthused about this game that I think even when I started playing it, you know, which is pretty wild. Like yeah. I love this game, but I didn't even realize that it could go up a whole nother level. Um, and gosh, even just from this first zone alone, like I said, I spent two days there doing nothing but exploring it. And I still feel like I have things to discover that I haven't seen yet on there. I know there are certain NPCs I still haven't seen. I know there are places I still haven't been or done things in. Um, and if that isn't a testament to the experience of this, let alone all the other content that I think really stands up to par with it, then I don't know what is. End of Dragons is, I really think, the future of Guild Wars 2. Yeah. End of Dragons is my favorite Guild Wars 2 expansion that they have released. Uh, if I were to give it a score, I'd probably be like 9.2 out of 10. The only reason is I wish there were more strike missions because I love those strike missions so much. If this is the future of uh, Endgame with strike missions, I, I don't need, need raids. I need to play them now. <laughs> I don't need raids. I don't think any of us need raids with the quality of these strike missions. Um, and Ooh. I think as, as... Oh, no, 100%. Um, and Ooh. with the coming weeks and the months, that score might even increase with more Endgame with strike missions, refinements of metas, more rewards. Uh, but I think this is... This is my personal favorite expansion that they've ever done. Nice. I agree. Okay. I mean, yeah, I, I've, I've so far only been able to do the story and experience some of the maps. Um, but yeah, the story is the best of Guild Wars 2 so far. The music is fantastic. I just love listening to uh, the the intro screen, the character select screen over and over again. Um, uh, and, and just the maps are so insanely gorgeous i'm so happy to be back in cantha um yeah i i just can't wait to get back in there and experience more of it awesome yeah i i've <laughs> personally i've got so much going on right now that i've just not been able to play as much as i wanted to so I, i'm looking forward to like thing life being a little crying a little bit down on all the all the other stuff that's going on to get a little bit easier so i can just fully immerse myself in the things um yeah it's a great expansion if you want to get it there will be a link in the description on youtube uh for people's partner links so if you want to go and support them that would be massively appreciated if you do go and buy it if you've got friends family dogs cats uh pet snails maybe that are interested in end of dragons make sure you give them the link i'm not sure how snail would access it or play it but you know i want to make sure that they have the opportunity um <laughs> Anyway, yes, enjoyed it. We've still got loads to talk about, um, and we'll be here. And honestly, I feel like I may want to space this out a little bit more and mix it up with a playthrough, like maybe even next week, because I really feel like... I mean, we can definitely... We'll definitely do a stream mission, but I don't know if... I know I'll talk to the fellow light-bringing people. Um, I think genuinely having some running around the maps and playing them might be quite quite good as well 
Um, we do enjoy talking. We'll, we'll have this conversation anyway. Um, we're going to do an outro, peeps. Thank you so much for watching the Librarians episode one of season two. Again, thank you some gear to, gears to gnomes for making amazing, awesome artwork that has uh, just brightened my all of our days. Absolutely. Um, we're going to do an outro. Kruf, tell us what you do, where you do it. We didn't do an intro, actually. Uh, I know, I was going to call American. you out on that, but that's okay. Uh, I'm sorry. We've been here for long enough. Hi, I'm Kruf. I do a lot of YouTube stuff. I have a Guild Wars 2 cup. That one. <laughs> you haven't gone to show that um, off much, sorry. It's fine. I was going to do it for the intro, but I might as well do it for the outro. Okay. I'm doing a lot of videos about End of Dragons. I have a map overview. I have two... Actually, after this, I'm going to make my third um, guide and overview for three of the strike missions. That's nice. going up. Um, more reviews about the story. I'm going to start doing elite spec builds here in a bit. Um, and yeah, lots of YouTube content coming every day. Yay! Cool. Love it. Boots. That's what I you am. do. What you do? Uh, you find me on World of Anders on YouTube or. Oh. <laughs> Perfect timing. Uh, boots underscore um, uh, on Twitch or World Avengers on uh, Twitter and yeah and I do the YouTube and all those other things as well I'll be making boots bad builds soon enough don't worry Amazing. I can't wait get ready for that good fist build for Jebro oh yeah <laughs> It's called the good fist build. <laughs> is that what it's called? It's yeah, Reese, Reese is like, I do have to go, bro. <laughs> um, Rick as well. Tell us what you do, what you do. Thank you for coming on. Yes, hello everybody. I'm Rook, aka Rookery, R-O-O-K-U-R-I. You can pretty much find me everywhere under that. Uh, so I stream here on Twitch, uh, usually on my own channel a couple times a week, and then on two other podcasts, uh, Lightbreakers Podcast, obviously, and Aetherite Radio, which is a Final Fantasy XIV podcast. Um, I am also over on YouTube, also Rookery over there. And if you're curious about the pre-show that I did, along with the new Canthan history segment that was added before the launch day live stream, you can find that up there now. So if you want to get all that information and like a good rundown in 20 minutes of Canthan history, it's marked in that video. And nice. like I said, there's so much that they have actually included directly from everything else that's been in the game. And I really have found it helped me even as I was going through the expansion to have recapped that and to have had a chance to compile it and write it. So that was awesome. So check that out if you haven't yet. Um, it was a great opportunity. Otherwise, you can find me all over. We've been doing some other stuff too, some casting, uh, keeping out on the feeds, all that good stuff. But um, wherever you are, we're just happy to see you and to meet you uh, no matter what platform. Amazing. Okay, everyone. Thanks so much for watching. I am Jebro, twitch.tv slash Jebro Unity. Every week at the moment, Lightbringers is going to be on. So we'll be here next week. Um, we may have another guest. We don't know yet. We'll see who comes along. We'll see who can return and who's fired. So thank you very much for watching the first episode of season two of new artwork, all the things. Um, a new expansion for us all to enjoy and please again a final message if you do have something bad to say about people or the game or anything else maybe do it somewhere else or think about your actions before you treat people inappropriately or badly or anything otherwise I'll come find you and I'll throw my pets now at you um <laughs> Jeffrey it's an TV set. Go out on, but I mean alright Jeffro yeah no yeah no I will find you nice and I will snail you um I don't know what that means <laughs> please go and follow my friends here who will stream during the week at various points in time as well as producing awesome content on youtube 
And yeah, if you do want to support me, subscriptions, following, all the things massively helps as I'm going through my own internship as a mental health counselor as well, peeps. I will see you soon on another stream. Otherwise, waving can commence. Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. I need to play out with the, with the best tunes. Bye again. Awesome artwork. Do your thing now.